Thank you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this meeting. Thank you for this wonderful leaders' meeting. Thank you because your name is glorified. Our ministers will teach you clarity in the name of Jesus. Our understanding is enlightened in Jesus' name. Amen. The entrance of this world sheds light in our hearts. Amen. We see the invisible. Amen. We understand rightly. Amen. We perceive rightly Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. So thank you very much. Today I want to consider the subject, the soul winning pastor or the soul winner pastor. You see, the soul winning pastor or the soul winner pastor. I want to consider the subject, the soul winning pastor or the soul winner pastor. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, a pastor has no other job. Are you following? Please, let's, let's. A pastor has no other job than to evangelize to the world, to build up believers, and to prepare them for the work of the ministry. You see, these are the three major things that a pastor has to do. Number one, to evangelize the world. That means to bring um, unbelievers into the gospel of Christ, to preach the gospel. Apostle Paul told um, Timothy, he said that Timothy should do the work of an evangelist. He says that Timothy is a pastor or he has some several church under him, so he does not need to he needs to sit down now. You see, because somebody had some churches all the time, does not mean you should stop doing the work of an evangelist. Does not mean you should stop doing preaching the gospel of Christ. No, 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 no. You see, because Apostle Paul instructed Timothy that he do the work of an evangelist. So the job of a pastor is to evangelize to the world, to build up believers, to build up believers. And to prepare them for the work of the ministry so that they can effectively minister rightly to the Lord, to serve each other in love, faithfulness, and unity, to serve the sinners with the food of the gospel, the eternal bread of life that they must eat to have eternal life. So if you look at if you look at these, these things, you see, church growth captures. Their major element, key element of church growth. We have the prayer, evangelism, and follow-up. Now, under the follow-up, that's where discipleship comes in. So, discipleship is follow-up. So, in the book of Vinny Discipleship, I was talking about, you see, follow-up being the second leg of Christ's instruction. Go and make disciples of all nations. You see, so... But you understand that Mark make it clear to us that Jesus Christ said, go and preach the gospel. But it was, he didn't go far and very detailed enough. That's in Mark chapter 15, I think, or Mark 16, the last book of Mark. You see, he said, go and preach the gospel to every creature, right? But he didn't go that far. He didn't go far enough. He didn't explain further. You see, but Matthew, by the Spirit of God, he said his observation further than Mark. And he said that Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. That means don't just preach to them alone. Make disciples of them. So you see that the scriptures does not contradict each other. It only <laughs> explains and complements each other. It only explains further. So, so Matthew explains further what Mark did not explain. So he said, go and make disciples. That means make students of 
these people. So as these three key elements of church growth, prayer, evangelism and follow-up which is discipleship so under this discipleship and follow-up that's where administering the spirit comes in that's when expounding and teaching teaching thorough teaching and that, that's what seed of great discipleship ministry is about teaching the word so these were teaching and expounding the gospel the gospel of our lord jesus christ the gospel of grace you see we we we, we, we focus you see, we become Christ-centered in our discussion. We become Christ-centered in our teaching. We teach the life of Christ. We model the life of Christ. This is follow-up now. That's real follow-up. So follow-up is not just sending letter. Hello, we met you. So, so, so that, that is not follow-up. Or sister, God bless you. Take it in Jesus' name. You know, on phone. So that's follow-up. <laughs> this that is good. That's good. Bringing them to service is good. He said, but follow-up has to do with thorough teaching. So when he said, the Bible says that feed the flock of which the Holy Ghost had made the overseer of, it falls under this follow-up angle. So you see that as you preach the gospel and follow people up, then you can retain them. That's what we call retention evangelism. You see, you can retain them by follow-up. Do you understand me? And not just by going to check them, but teaching them. So, and as you now do these three key things together, you see, you labor in these three angles together. You see that there will not just be numerical growth of the church, of which the Lord has made you of ourselves, but there will also be spiritual growth of everyone together. So, and if there's a, if there's a spiritual growth, that means that, you see, they can do more. For, I, I said when I, when I began that a pastor has no other job than to evangelize to the world, build up believers, and prepare them for the work of the ministry so that they can, they can, they, <laughs> not you. Well, because as you are doing your own imputes, they have to have their own input. There is less to what you can do, what just one person can do, to what everybody can do. You see, so if everybody is trained effectively, if everybody, you know, as you do evangelism, everybody, everybody is trained to be, to follow you as you are following Christ, is at least to know some certain things and to follow, to press on things of God. What they can do, everybody can do, is more than what you, only you can do. If you train them properly. But if you don't train them properly, you will be the God. <laughs> you see, the Lord and Savior. If you are not there, this cannot go on, this cannot go on, that one cannot go on. That guy. And many people be happy, I cannot go on with me. The day Satan will attack you and stop you on the road with go slow. That's the day you will know that it's a bad thing when others cannot lead. The day you want to travel, they invited you to go and preach abroad. They want to travel and say, ah, you know, we cannot travel by this time. The weather condition is bad. Service will close down. Or the day there is a meeting. For top top leaders, eh? And you are there, and they say meeting must not stop. But everybody must hold their meeting. And is it the person that is preaching? Uh, 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 let 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 us turn to. Say, 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 God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Pastor is not around. So please, you have to manage me. <laughs> yeah, manage me. You see, all of us are noticing greater than one person's anointing. Yes. 
all the grace upon everybody when you add it together. It is like this. If only you go for evangelism, I mean, within, let's say, within three hours. Where you can cover will not be enough if 15 people go for evangelism. You see that is impact. So that's why, that's why I said that is it, the three jobs to evangelize to build up and prepare them for the work of the ministry so that they can effectively see the word effective matters. The word effective effectively matters. Because there's no point doing something when it's not yielding the optimal result that is needed. See, so they can. So if you look at Jesus Christ's life, Jesus Christ taught and built up people that they can do ministry. You see, when Jesus Christ handed over the bread, is he the one that was sharing the bread after the multiplication? The multiplication happened in the hands of the disciples. They were the one, you understand, going to share it. He said they should sit down, they sat down, and the day the disciples were sharing, the multiplication was happening in their hands. So a vision dies. If it's only one person that is doing things, but no vision prospers with one person. Is it no vision ever prosper with one person? So you say, oh, it's me that God has called. These are now see, you will soon die. Moses practiced clericalism at the first instance, but when he saw that <laughs> he knows you, and Jethro advised him, he needed to the advice. That's why he lived long. If not, he will have gone before his time. So many ministers have gone before their time. It's not because God wants them to go before their time, some of them, but because many of them do not understand these things about training people. Do you understand me? So you see that the job of a pastor is not too much that is it, not too much that we don't know the description. Like if you go and work in some companies now, you are the cleaner, <laughs> you are the secretary, you are the one that will receive call, you are the one that will sweep the floor. You are the one that will go errand boy. You are the errand boy. You are the typist. <laughs> you are the everything. That's not the job of a pastor. See, the job of a pastor is clearly spelled out in the scriptures. And this, the three, some of the three major jobs are this. So sometimes the pastor will appoint the king. The pastor will appoint elders to make sure. But these are the foundation. You cannot, you cannot appoint an elder that does not know scriptures. Neither can you appoint a deacon that does not know scriptures. Neither can you appoint some other ministers that does not know anything in the scriptures, that are not filled with the Holy Ghost, that are, not filled, that are just empty headed and they are the pastors. Soon they will still use head knowledge to scatter that church. Head knowledge. See, and it will not be long until we hear about many, many, many funny things happening in that kind of church. Why? Because the word of God is not alive in them. You see, so. You see that every member must be prepared for this work of the ministry. Meaning that every member a minister. It is God's plan to walk through the body to the whole world. So you have to learn how to feed the flock. So every member a minister. Every member a minister. Every member a minister. That is the vision you should work with. You see, if, if you don't have this vision, when they come to your group, everybody cannot effectively do something. Do, do you understand? So every member should be able to minister in the world because when the Bible says, go into the world and preach the gospel, it was not talking to pastors. 
he was talking to disciples, people that have believed in Christ Jesus and they are being taught that he was teaching the word of God. They are receiving him, they are receiving him as their Lord and Savior. They were the people he was talking to, the ordinary man, the layman, permit me to use that word, lay. Because no believer is ordinary, except the one that had not come to the consciousness of who he is in Christ Jesus. The one that does not know the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height of God's love for him. The one that does not know what God had wrought in Christ Jesus on his behalf. The one that does not know that he has become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The one that does not know who Jesus is to him. See, that one, is even though he's spiritual, he's full of power, he's full of... He, he does not... It is like you give somebody a mighty weapon loaded and he does not know how to operate the mansion. So you see that the, the key thing is that these people should be able to minister effectively, rightly. So you prepare them, you evangelize, you build up believers, you prepare them for the work of the ministry so that they can effectively minister rightly to the Lord first. So administration first is to the Lord, to worship Lord, prayer Lord, communi- communion Lord, fellowshipping Lord, communication Lord. But the principal reason why we gather people should be to know the Lord, to fellowship with the Lord is about Jesus. Jesus is the man. Jesus is principally first the man. Jesus is principally first the message. You see? Jesus Principally, first, the gospel of Christ is the mandate, is what we are sent out to preach. Before we now say, okay, we are the preacher now. So we are the man that is preaching the message. That, see, before then, we have to understand that Jesus is the center focus of our life. So it should be about Jesus. Ministry should be about Jesus, expanding the words of Jesus, modeling the life of Jesus, giving examples. So did Jesus pray? Mm-hmm. We are praying. Did Jesus fast? We are fasting. Did Jesus expound the scriptures to his disciples? Then we are expounding. Is Jesus Christ dividing the word of God rightly? Yes, we are dividing the word of God rightly. Is Jesus Christ living right? We are living right. Is Jesus Christ a giver? We are giving. Is Jesus Christ, what happened? Who is he? So that is the life that we expound. You see, so to serve each other, said to serve, to minister rightly to the Lord. Because when people don't know what God has done for them in Christ Jesus, then who are they worshipping? <laughs> Just imagine you are worshipping somebody you don't know. You don't know, really. You don't know about this person. You don't know anything. That's an example, you know, the name is called God. God will be wondering, what are they talking about? You know, some people think that God is somebody that love war. <laughs> they say when people are dying like this, he's happy. And they say it in probably... If you remember conk language, everybody say, ah, I don't that many. It's actually they are not. They are talking about if that's not really <laughs> God. But the reason why you don't understand is that they've not. Nobody had taught them that. See, God is love. God is light. In Him there is no darkness at all. So people begin to think that God has killed these people. God has killed that one. And they are, you say they are worshiping God. And God is no. You are not worshiping me because I'm not the one that's killing, <laughs> that is killing people. But to them, see, we are doing our best. So that's why this job of evangelizing them is not just enough, but building up and preparing them for the work of ministry so that they can effectively and efficiently minister first, rightly, rightly. You know, the word minister rightly is very important. Don't remove them. They minister rightly to the Lord. So many people are ministering to the Lord, but they are not ministering rightly. 
it's like some people worship praise and worship or whatever they call it. It's like, it's like an accusation against God. Are you guys only? This is getting interesting. It's like an accusation. Ah, God has killed ten thousand. Hey, they're happy. Or they are saying, let's pray. This boy had a blue salvation. Let's pray for him to regain it. Is it many times? Even the prayer sometimes. See, God just used to have mercy on us because sometimes our prayer is like an accusation. Ah, if God had made him sick. Say, oh, we have formed song. God can kill. God can make a life. Is God schizophrenic? He can kill. He can make a life. <laughs> When the Bible says that there is no shadow, that God is light, in Him there is no darkness. Say there is no shadow of turning with them. It's light, pure light, radiance of light. The Father of spirits, the Father of lights. And we are busy worshiping. Look at now, ah, God can kill, He can make us. What are you saying? So there are some songs that when you say what? Of course, they don't make no spiritual sense. No, they don't make any spiritual sense. But you know what we think we are doing? Oh, we are, we are ministering to the Lord. See, people are already, <laughs> they are thinking against speaking in tongues. Or they are, you know, and they say they are ministering to the Lord. What, ministry, what are you ministering So you see that without being taught right, people cannot know how to minister to the Lord. So the job of a minister is to teach rightly, rightly divide the word of truth, expound the scriptures, if train them, build them up, and prepare them for the work of the ministry. So that they can rightly minister to the Lord, number one. Number two, so that they can serve each other in love, faithfulness, and unity. So they can serve each other. Yes, we serve one another. You sweep, I clean the chair. You clean the chair, I carry the speaker. So that we are all doing things in unity, in unison, being unified as one. So we are exalting one another, we are encouraging one another, we are fellowshipping with one another, we are serving one another. Not that one person, not that everybody is perfect, but you, you understand, but because they have grown to a level where they cannot be offended, do you understand me? Where they, they, they learn how to you know, forgive even before they are offended, where they have to, where they learn how to, you know, relate with one another as spiritual beings, not just as physical beings that are getting angry every second. You see, where somebody is looking at what is done, is there any problem there? Can I push and they say, no, that's not my team. Is it like, let it collapse? I know that my own team will first, where they understand that, see, this kingdom is not about strife or competition. It's about service. It's about humility. It's about love. You see, but all these things don't just happen automatically. It doesn't happen automatically. It happens by teaching. So when you teach people, it's like the, 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 the entrance of the world brings light. So the entrance of the world brings light. It sheds light, more light to them, so they can see clearly. The word of God is a mirror. That's a mirror. It's like a mirror. So as they see, as they build the word of God, they become what they see. So I we always say, ah, rebook, rebook every time, rebook. It's not only the book that is in the Bible. 
instruct in the instruction in the correction in the so there are things that a minister must set in place to have a wonderful ministry going on. So are we following? So you see that so that they can effectively minister to the Lord to serve each other in love, faithfulness and unity. Very important. To serve each other in love, faithfulness and unity. Love, faithfulness and unity. You see, number three, to serve the sinners with the food of the gospel. See that now the pastor is now making, the pastor himself is a soul winner because he's an evangelist. You know, although let me say he's an evangelist, he evangelizes. He's a soul winner. So he has a burden for the soul. When he teaches, you see, he's, 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 people are seeing the desire. You see, he's not just, he's not just trying to push people there. So uh, you go. People are seeing it practically. So now he has trained them on how to serve the Lord rightly. He has trained them how to serve each other in love, faithfulness, and unity. And nobody is now teaching them how to serve the sinners with the food of the gospel, the eternal bread of life, that they must eat to have eternal life. You see, because they've now understand that see, Jesus Christ is the only way. Is the only truth and is the only life. That Jesus Christ is the way, is the truth and is the life. And this gospel is the only one that has been given to save men. Say, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Say, how shall we escape? That's the question. How? There's no just way to escape. There anybody that does not believe is what is damned already. Not that God damned them, but it's just that by choosing unbelief, they've damned themselves. They are into damnation. And the pastor believes and is convinced about these things. He sees them. So he's a first person going to preach about the gospel in the right manner. To present the love of God to people. Because he knows the reality of hell. So, 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 because of that, because he's a soul winner, he is now also, or has now trained people also, how to serve the sinners with the food of the gospel, the eternal bread of life, so that they must eat, the bread of life that they must eat to have eternal life. So the minister must drive this consciousness of preaching the gospel into his members, or into our members, you see, the, the, the minister must drive this consciousness. See, it's a consciousness. That see, there's judgment, there's life. There's life after death. There's judgment, there's salvation that Jesus Christ has died and has resurrected glory and he has presented himself, you know, to the Father. And he's our representative. He has, he, he's an advocate that this one, this Jesus Christ, is the righteous one that took upon our sin. It became sin so that we might become the children of God in Christ Jesus. How God was in Christ Jesus. Reconciling men to himself, not imputing men's sins against them. He's convinced about these things. It has entered his mind, it has entered his spirit, it has entered his... He is everywhere all around him. Then this minister must drive this consciousness of preaching this gospel, the gospel of Christ, the good news of Christ, into his members. Why? Because the importance cannot be understated. Why? Because main eternity 
is attached to our preaching the gospel. He places a lot of responsibility on us. That means teaching, means uh, means eternity, or where they will spend their eternity or their eternal destination is attached to our life. He places a responsibility on us. Not on God, because God has sent His Son already that died for the sins of the whole world, even beyond the world can ever sin. He has paid for beyond what the world can ever sin. You see, but He has sent us to preach that they may believe on this gospel and be saved. That they may believe. He has sent us to preach so that they will believe. How shall they believe? Is it, how shall they hear without what? Without the preacher. Is how shall they believe? Is it, how, 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 how will they hear? How shall they hear without the preacher? You see, how? You see, these are one of the things that brought about the end of the faith. Our monthly publication. You see, but how shall they hear? Is how shall they preach except they be sent? Yes. Say, how shall they preach except they, they be sent? It should, it should be in Romans. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. Say, how then shall they call on him whom they've not believed. Say, how shall they believe in whom they've not heard? And how that she, how shall they hear without the preacher? That's a big question. How then shall they call on him whom they've not believed? They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? Don't forget that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you preach the gospel, do you understand me? Faith is produced within them to believe. You see, but without the preaching of the gospel, faith, where did they want to get faith from? You see, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And you know the truth, preachers don't fall from heaven. Preachers are made. <laughs> preachers don't fall from heaven. They are a preacher. Preacher fell from heaven. Because the preaching of the gospel sometimes you know, will require you defending the gospel you are preaching. Because there are many false religions out there. There are many false Jesus out there. Remember, I presented Jesus in different ways to many people. So you have to understand the whole, full, the whole body of truth, the whole word of God, to be able to present the gospel to some certain sect of people. You must be able to rightly divide the word because they are sorry. They told us that uh, God is three. How can God be three when God is one? You see, and, and you say, the Bible also says God is one. You see, then you now begin to, under, to explain the dimension of the Son, the Spirit, and the Father. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, explain with every medium. So you see, a preacher, the work of it, see, preachers are not just people that fall down from heaven. Because anytime people see preachers, they say, oh, great. He was made as he was. So our job is to make preachers out of people. Jesus Christ made preachers out of fishermen. He made preachers out of different people. Fisherman, Luke, doctor. He made fisher. See, different people. Matthew, tax collector. <laughs> Thomas, all of them, he made preachers out of the twelve people. Peter, James, John. He made if John wrote letter, Abby, James wrote letter, Peter wrote letter to people in the gospel. Presenting, you know, talking to them, some instructing them. They were made 
scriptures. You know how many years Paul would have spent under the feet of Galileo, Abigamaliu, being taught about the law. You see, in fact, when God says about the law, he said, bind it on your head, bind it on your neck. Bind what is he telling them that teach your people these things? You see, and the Bible now said, he said, how beautiful are they? He said, how, 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 and how shall they preach except they be sent? Of course, we know we are being sent by the Lord already in Matthew. Matthew 20, verse 29 to 30. Now, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. You see, how beautiful. How beautiful. You see, does the next verse. Verse 15, Romans 10, 15. Romans 10, 15. You see that there. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, so the minister must drive this consciousness of preaching the gospel into his members. You must make it a consciousness. You see, there are some things that you, you see you cannot just preach about only because without you modeling them, because the power to present them will not be there. The examples to present them will not be there. So that means that a minister will not just preach about it. He must model after that manner. You see, a model is not just telling somebody to do something you are not doing. Model is that you are doing this thing now. Walk in my footsteps. You see, when your members cannot say enthusiastic of an evangelical enthusiastic in you, you see, maybe every day you are just talking about money, 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 money. See, they cannot see, they cannot see anything, no passion for this thing. I are trying to push them to evangelism. Are they good? How will they hear you? You see. You know, in part one, you know, you, you know, when I say, ah, we're going to have a follow up, you see some people will be dragging back. When you now saw that, you know, when you now saw that, ah, if you are not careful, they will see me in Mozambique. Ah, what are you doing? I say, ah, eh, ah, in case you put no call, me that I'm here doing my thing. So that gave back to the outreaches, that gave back to many things that we're doing. You see? So that gives birth to many things we are doing. So the ministers must drive this consciousness of preaching the gospel into his members because of the importance of the gospel. Because the gospel is attached to the preacher. Do you understand? You see, angels, they have not been assigned to preach. They do not have the authority to preach the gospel on this earth. You see, even God himself does not have the authority to preach the gospel. He has limited himself. You see, it has been written, it's a law that was in the scriptures that it's a man that will talk to man most times. And you see all through the scriptures, okay, why is that the Holy Spirit cannot tell the, the man, um, what is his name, Seth? You know, you know, the Holy Spirit told Philip, go join thyself with this chariot. Why the Holy Spirit not speak to man? See, Isaiah chapter, this is this, that, 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 and start preaching to him. If you look at the principle laid down, principle laid down, principle laid down, most places you see that it is men that were preaching. Say so they that were scattered about went everywhere what preaching the gospel. Persecution scattered them. The way they went as far as until preaching the gospel. You know if you want to preach the gospel to be so easy. Because you can talk to everybody at the same time. 
But it is not God's job to preach the gospel. God has done his part in reconciling men to himself, not imputing, not imputing men's sins against them, and now has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Yes. He has committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. You see, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. And all things are of God who had reconciled us unto himself by Jesus Christ and had given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. You see, and um, before then, he was talking about, you know, if you move up to verse 17, you see, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, all things are passed away, all things have become new. See, he's talking about a new creature in Christ Jesus. At the point of salvation. Now say that all things are of God who have reconciled us to Himself by Christ Jesus, by Jesus Christ, and had given to us the ministry. Said He had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. He now said verse 19, to wit that God was in in Christ. This God's part. To wit that God was in Christ in verse 19. Second Corinthians 5:19. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. He didn't commit it to, 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 to angels. He didn't commit it to the Holy Spirit. He has committed it to us. Now, the Holy Spirit can now use our words, the words of God that will preach the gospel, probably to convict the, the sinners of their sin, to show them that you, well, you cannot save yourself, you need a savior, to expand what it means to be sure and me to them, to convict them, or to take our word and drive our word in their heart that they cannot forget. This is God's part of the job. To wish that God was in Christ. It was God that was at work in Christ Jesus. You see, reconciling the word unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. To us, the word of reconciliation. To us that have been born again, he has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. That's 20. Said now, then, we are ambassadors for Christ. You see, he said, we are, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors of Christ. So a minister must be soaked in these words, must be soaked in this consciousness. And when he's soaked in this consciousness, he's soaked in these words, he practices these words, then he must drive this consciousness. And you know that you know even how to preach, 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 preach about it. Because people will see it in you. They will see the motivation. They will see your heart desire. They will see, they will see it practically in you. When you talk, they will sense it. They will see it in your sacrifice. They will see it in your even they will see it in things they will see when they say ah, let's do this program they can see salvation in it they can see impact in it they can see reaching people for jesus christ in it they can see when you say ah, let's do this one they can see something from it they can see clearly you see so the minister must drive this consciousness of preaching the gospel into his members he must model after that manner he must show them clearly that preaching is for every believer and train them on reaching the world effectively. So you must show them clearly that preaching, because some people think that, that preaching is for evangelists, nevertheless, evangelists, evangelists. He must show them clearly that. See, that's what Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 29. Um, Matthew chapter 28. You see, let's, let's start from, I'm reading from verse um, 18. 
And Jesus came and spoke unto them. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He said, 19, he said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. By the way, this is not talking about water baptism. Now, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, lo, I am with you all the way, even unto the end of the age, even unto the end of the world, I will say, Amen. Now, he said, All power is given unto me. He said, Go ye therefore and teach. Meanwhile, it is his disciples he was talking about. <laughs> he was not talking to a strange person. That's why Mark chapter 16, verse 15 now told us, you see, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature needs to hear the gospel. So if every creature needs to hear the gospel, how can very few five-foot ministry, when I say very few in quotes, I don't know how much how many there are in the world. Specifically, when they now give, give it only, the work only to evangelists, then how shall we get to that place where every creature will hear the gospel? You see that on a normal day, it does not sound normal. And just like I said, that he said the harvest is what? Plenteous. Say, but the laborers are few. That's a pray the Lord of harvest that he send what? Laborers. So you see that what is needed is these laborers. And laborers, don't, they don't jump from roof as we think. Or we don't go and see, we don't go and see people's members and say, that's not labor in ministry. That's not to get liberals. You evangelize, you train them, you teach them, you build them up. And they, you, you bring out preachers out of farmers. You bring out preachers out of shoemakers. You bring out teachers and five-fold ministry out of ordinary people. That's how Jesus Christ taught us how to do ministry. You see? Now, let me show you somewhere in Ephesians. You see, I'm trying to show you that you must, you must clearly show them that see, this preaching of the gospel is not just for evangelists. Romans chapter 10, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15. He said, um, let's, let's, let's read it. Let's start from um, verse um, 13. He said, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand in the evil day, and have it done not to stand. He said, the armor of God, the whole armor of God. Now, Stand therefore, having your lungs guard about with what? With truth. Mm-hmm. And having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet, verse 15, this is what I'm going to, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith, where you will be able to quench all the fairy out of the wicked and take the element of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, you see, this is where I will catch some people. All this weapon, this old armor of God, is it for the five-fold ministry? Is it only for the five-fold ministry? That means the pastor, the teacher, or friend, whatever they say. Is it for the offices alone? It's for who? Everyone. Now, then, why how can you now isolate verse 15 that said, and your feet show the depression of the gospel of peace and put it as an evangelist? That's your... <laughs> that's your... Do, do you get... This is that it's becoming irrational and illogical so because we are lazy we don't want to bring out different excuses Jesus Christ made it clear that it's all his disciples he gave instruction in the book of Matthew Mark confirmed the same thing Ephesians now Apostle Paul is saying it again by the Spirit of God you see so I don't know I don't, I don't know I don't understand where people get that idea from so the minister must drive his consciousness of preaching the gospel to his members he must model after that manner he must show them clearly that preaching is for every believers and train them on reaching the world effectively 
So everyone must be able to preach the word. Everyone must be able to teach the word. Make preachers out of people. Yes, gospel preachers. Where they said this, he has quoted this, he has quoted this, he has quoted this. He has established what it means to be righteous. He has established what it means to... He has shown clearly the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He has preached. So, he's so much in that. If he has five minutes to say it, he knows how to say it. If he has two hours to say it, he knows how to say it. If he has period of time to say it, he knows how to say it. Why? Because he has been fed with such things. Are you following me? Now, so that's, that's, he must train them. So he must train them to be ministers of the New Testament, full of the word. He must show them how the power of God resides in the believer, about the gifts of the gospel, and get them established in the gospel of Christ Jesus. You know, I said the topic is the soul winner pastor, or the soul winning pastor. You see? So the pastor must be a soul magnet. I would say I'm a soul magnet. I'm a soul yes, magnet. so magneting soul. So not going to scatter other people's churches all because you want to start up a church or because you want to start a ministry and God scattering people's ministry. It's of no use. Is it because it should not last? It should not last. So so about the gift of the gospel. You must, they must, these believers, they must see, they must receive the word. They must know the word. They must know the power of God that resides in them as a believer. Because say, without the power of God, evangelism becomes futile. It becomes useless. You begin to, um, you begin to eat, you know, they say empty barrel makes the loudest noise. You begin to make noise. You begin to make noise in people's ear. Why? Because there is no power enforcing the word. So the believer must recognize power. He must be filled with the Spirit of God. Jesus Christ said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, He said, You shall be you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. We are witnesses. In the old testament, guess, God said, Ye are my witness. Witnesses. You see, how can you witness something that you know, you've not experienced? So that's why a non-believer cannot preach the gospel effectively. Why? Because he has not experienced, so he cannot be a witness. He hasn't experienced the power of salvation. He hasn't experienced the power of God. He hasn't experienced the freedom that Christ gives. So then how? What does he want to witness? See, so the power of God, you see, we must expand, teach believers. So we must train them to be ministers of the New Testament, full of the word. There is no allowing for that, and you know, you know, God has come into the prophetic, and we don't know prophet. See, forget about see, see, when you have so you tell them to kneel down, coca almost okay, kneel down and raise up your hand, say yeah, prophetic, so you don't, you don't have to know Bible. So if Satan is speaking, I can be discerning this one. You are the one speaking, or Satan is the one speaking, or your flesh is speaking. It's not only the word of God that can rightly divide. Do you think we, we have that sense enough? Even we ourselves can be deceived. You can be deceived. You look at the great prophets of the scriptures, Isaiah. You see, there are many of them, they start preaching from their prophets. 
But we would not preach today. We don't need to preach from prophecies because the, the, the prophecy has been revealed in Christ Jesus. So we preach Christ crucified. We preach Christ risen. We preach Christ the Savior. We preach Christ the Redeemer. We preach Christ the sanct- our sanctification. We preach Christ. We preach and preach. We preach so much. Preach Christ that you see people are sleeping. They are thinking about Christ. <laughs> All of a sudden, they shift their attention away from themselves and they begin to see Christ practically as believers. Even though believers, we so much preach Christ to them that, you see, we so much preach Christ that, oh, it is Christ. You know, they, they don't just have choice but to think about Christ <laughs> and to receive because they so much hate them. So it should not be that we, we do not hate them. It should be that we, they hate, but they refuse to do what? To accept. So that's why discipleship follow-up is necessary. It's not just for nothing. Somebody opens my mouth and what is that discipleship? I don't I think every Christian is a disciple. Nobody is saying every Christian is a disciple. You see, but discipleship shows clearly about teaching. And discipleship shows what every minister, every man of God, every ministry office is supposed to be involved in training, teaching, equipping people. And to make, you see, in fact, the, the word disciple means to make students. Do you understand? So, every is to be able to make students of these converts, to make students of them. Uh, is it just our students? No, not just ours, ours alone. You see, but principally to make them students of the world and students of Christ, followers, ardent followers of Christ Jesus. You see, that's the point we bring them. Apostles and follow means I follow Christ. So Apostle Paul's position of teaching, understand, or they following Apostle Paul is to do what is to expand the life of Christ to them, to show them Christ, to show them Christ, to show them Christ, to show them righteousness in Christ, to show them the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, to show them is Christ is the message, is the man, is the message, is gospel, is a mandate. To show them clearly. You must be very clear about some certain things. And the gospel of Christ, Jesus Christ, is it what surrounds Jesus? His power is it what He had done in us and through us? You know what He had done in us. You see what God had done in Christ Jesus on our behalf must be clearly shown. We must show them clearly who they have become in Christ. The righteousness of God. We must show them clearly what they have or who reside in them, which is the power of the Spirit. We must show them clearly what they have become. In Christ, we must we must show them clearly. I told you, we must show them, underline it clearly, talk about it clearly. Yes, if it's possible to put a banner clearly so that they can see clearly that you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There's a mark of see, let no man trouble you because you bear the mark of Christ. You have the mark of Christ in you already. There are some things that you must be clear about. So they must be established in the gospel of Christ. This is what will lead to church growth. This is what will lead to their own maturity as believers. So a soul winner, a soul winning pastor, a soul winner pastor, we also bring, you know, soul winning members. We also train soul winning members. You see, but a man that is not passionate about winning souls, his members too will be unpassionate about winning souls. Because even some people they are passionate and their members are still struggling to be passionate about it. Just few of the members are responding. You see, but that's even someone that is passionate. All of someone that is not even passionate at all. That means none of his members will actually respond. You go there, 
six months, they are still one person. One person is still just one. Is if I is the only one, because he thinks that okay, now that I'm here, all right, they've sent because I they've sent me here to come and be to learn more Bible to do Bible study for myself. So I didn't touch that. Holy Spirit sit down on that one. I sit down on this one. <laughs> you know they are still in the level that Holy Spirit is sitting in Andasia. What is your daughter in Andasia? Is in you. It speaks in you. It speaks through you. It heals through you. His eyes is your eyes. He heals through your hands and sees through your eyes. He speaks through your mouth. So the Lord said, you always sit down there. See, that's how they were trained when we were going. You see, but we don't say what they thought of it. You know, it's entirely wrong. That's the level we can receive at that time. We're babes. But now we now know that by the word of God that the spirit resides in the believer. This word of God does not reside outside the believer. What makes us the temple of God is because of the indwelling presence of the spirit. So when the spirit doesn't want to talk to you, he does not go outside of you and speak to you from outside. He speaks to you from inside. You can hear it's a trick. The Holy Spirit is speaking more from inside to you. From your spirit, man. So this is this is the job of a soul winning pastor. To show, exemplify, model, evangelize, build up believers, prepare them for the work of the ministry, so that they too can do what they can preach the gospel. They are establishing the gospel of Christ. They can preach the gospel to their world. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank, thank you, me. thank you, Father, for the ministry of the word. Thank you, precious Lord Jesus. Let's bow eyes for prayer. Oh, heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the ministry of the word. We thank you for the ministry of the spirit. Lord, we pray that even as we teach today, we declare that we are error free in Jesus' name. Our eyes of understanding is enlightened. The word of God penetrates right into our hearts. In the name of Jesus. And we have results. As we receive these words, as we meditate on these words, as we prayerfully consider these words that have been taught to us today, we have results in our endeavors in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray that we receive the right kind of spirit, Amen. the right kind of motivation, the right kind of influence Amen. as we go through this teaching. I will pray that the same grace, the same power, the same spirit that we are carrying for the work of the ministry, that we are carrying our enthusiasm for the work of the ministry, will also affect those who are listening to us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord, for today. Thank you for in Jesus' name we pray. Now we are going through a series on the soul winner pastor or the soul winning pastor, soul winner pastor. Um, last week or thereabouts, we discussed the part one. I'm just going to make a very quick recap on that before moving on to what we have today because that one is like an introductory teaching into what we are today last week i said the pastor has no other job than to evangelize to the world build up believers and prepare them for the work of the ministry so that they can effectively minister rightly to the lord 
to serve each other in love, faithfulness, and unity, to serve the sinners with the food of the gospel, the eternal bread of life, that they must eat to have eternal life. The minister must drive this consciousness of preaching the gospel into his members. He must model after that manner. He must show them clearly that preaching is for every believer and train them on reaching the world effectively. He must train them on reaching the world effectively. He must show them clearly that preaching is for every believer and train them on reaching the world effectively. So he must train them to be ministers of the New Testament, full of the word. He must show them how the power of God resides in the believer, about the gift of the gospel, and get them established in the gospel of Christ. So this is what we dwell on majorly last week. So today I'm going to be continuing. I'm going to continue in that line of thought. You see, this is if if okay. So that's what we dwell on last week. And the if when you see people, the way people do ministry is different. You see, and one thing that you must understand is this as you grow older in the things of the ministry other issues concerning ministry visible and invisible will come you see financial challenges will show up you know challenges on growth many many challenges will show up so you tend to forget about many things so that's why you must drive that consciousness in you as a minister that even though you are preaching you know in a church or in a ministry don't be deceived that everybody is born again yeah yes they have not seen any newcomer face here then definitely they are all born again don't think that way you see you be very surprised. I was attending, and I was have been attending church. Or I was attending church. I've been attending church since when I was young, and probably I just got born again in the last six or seven years. I think probably when I was fifteen, fourteen, and um, not that I didn't know about salvation. In fact, <laughs> in our church, you see, it's like preaching to the choir. <laughs> we know. When you come to how to open plenty Bible, Bible studies and everything, we are always sitting there anyway. You see, that's what they give back to us, always sitting there. And we can preach. I could preach, but still, <laughs> because you can preach does not mean you are born again. <laughs> I could preach, but because I could preach does not mean I'm born again. Because... Because I could preach the Bible does not mean I'm a Christian. So don't be deceived. So until one day I was going for my shop, then I I was learning and working in a computer shop. I was going for my shop. I wanted to actually I wanted to go and buy a bottle of coke. 
Then all of a sudden I felt a wind contrary blowing against my direction. And I had this small voice from inside. I don't know, maybe it's from inside or outside. I just heard that voice. I know that voice spoke to me and said, Look at you. And you now have to become born again. And you've not become born again. What if you die now? And all of a sudden, I've never thought of being born again before then. It has not crossed my mind that I need to become born again. <laughs> really, because I felt I was not I was not doing anything. I was not so I didn't probably really understand the concept of salvation, even though I was listening to it because the term sinners I used to think is general you know, people that are sinning are sinners. I don't understand clearly that sin sin is a nature. As much as sinning is a verb, sinning is a noun. So in different places of the Bible, when you see sin, sin does not always mean verb. Sometimes it's noun. It's explaining the states of things, of nature, of man. So anyway, to that day, I did not go to buy my cook again. I turned and went to my shop. Then I was the only one in the shop. And I knelt down and said, Lord, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. And I said some other things, even though they were unnecessary. But I said the necessary ones, like I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. See, and right there I became born again. Did I feel born again? No. <laughs> That's I smell like a born again. No. You see, but that was the beginning of my Christian life. Even though I was born in a Christianized family where they carry us for morning devotion. And oh, oh my daddy is so good at that morning devotion. My parents would take us, you know, <laughs> they are the very styles of sleeping in morning devotion. <laughs> uh, you know how you, your parents are not taking you to morning devotion. You miss too. Uh, you know, there are songs that I used to sing, you know. When you get used to something, you can be sleeping and be singing those things because there's a way you used to follow themselves. So they are sleeping. <laughs> you are singing the morning devotion song. And it's all good. I don't think you are really around. They don't know that you have slept. Remember those days we used to do night call. Because yeah, you don't on the night call, you don't tell, I can't be praying. I'm sleeping, no, but I'm praying. It's when they not shout. You see, if you want to catch such people, you know, you just say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Those who shut up, they have slept off. So, before you know, do not hang up and call back again. Ah, I was answering now. <laughs> he slept. So, all this why I was there. In fact, never think because people are enthusiastic for the work of God, then they are born again. It's because, you know, when you're a pastor, you, there are some people that are close to you. There are some people that, you know, they want to be organized. They want to be always there in the church or in the ministry doing one or thing or one or two things. Never assume that they are born again. You see, that's why I don't look at making an habit to always be conscious that there are people that need to get saved. So that means after your preaching, you are always making an altar call 
because slowly somebody might have left his house saying today I'm going to answer the other call. Even though you have believed Christ in his heart as his Lord and Savior, I said today I will acknowledge and confess publicly. Maybe that's what he's saying. And he comes to your ministry, you see, and you didn't give him a chance to say that. So always, whatever is it worship meeting, whatever it is, you see, if you would worship me, you don't do for the to come and dance and go. There are some people that are unbelievers that are also going to come. Give them that chance. Because all your work becomes unfruitful if it's all about dance. So being a soul winning pastor is a consciousness that you must drive into yourself. And is a consciousness that you receive from the word. Do you understand me? From the word. Because you understand that there is no way of escape. There is no other way to salvation. You see, this is what drives your passion. If there's any other way, God won't bother to send his son because he has sent all his prophets. <laughs> he sent all his prophets to talk about, prophesy about one person in essence. You see. So come think about it. Is he working of miracles? It has been in the Old Testament. What, what, what was not in the Old Testament apart from tongues? Everything was in the Old Testament. So, so but the only thing was that, you see, salvation was not sealed. Those ordinances were dead works. They were not able to purge people's conscience unto God. And there was no internal redemption for humanity. God sinned was still being imputed into people's accounts. You see, if the law was like a tax master or the schoolmaster till Jesus came. The law was not written in the table of the earth. <laughs> it was written on the table of stone. And they have to add time obeying from outside. You see, so a believer, a, a, a pastor is driven by the consciousness, by this consciousness, and is by the because of the word, is the emphasis that the word has placed, the word of God has played placed on salvation. And the totality of God's word eh, is based on salvation. What the word of God is about from Genesis to Revelation is a redemptive work is leading to wanting salvation through Christ Jesus. So the core of the Bible is not money. Now the way some people preach money nowadays, you think <laughs> money is the core of the gospel. The way some people preach about success nowadays, you think that success is the core of the gospel. But the core of the gospel is the message of salvation through Christ. Christ finished work in his birth, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. A minister must never miss that message. So Christ is the message. So the, the message of salvation is the beginning of the work of, of the Christian work. So you should you should be conscious that many people might be attending your church or your ministry that has not started their Christian life because salvation is the starting point of the Christian work or the Christian faith. There is nothing by birth. 
You see, even in as much as we don't really talk about air fire, does not mean does not exist. The denial of air is equivalent to the denial of heaven. If air does not exist, then the devil, the devil does not exist. The hell does not exist. The air does not exist. So there's, so there are many links. You know, Satan does not exist. Air does not exist. Air does not exist. There's no salvation. No temptation. Nothing. You see, all these are errors. So the reality is that even though we don't dwell on preaching hell, but Jesus Christ did not send us to preach hell. He sent us to preach him. The gospel, the good news. You see, but internally, it should also drive a minister that Jesus Christ said that those that believe said they are not condemned, have we? But those that do not believe said they are condemned already. Not that God is condemning them, they are condemned in that they refuse life and choose dead works. It's an unbelief. So these are things that should drive a minister to always, always be passionate for souls. You see, if you are not passionate for souls, there is no way your church can even grow there anyway. Except you want to be an entertainment center. An entertainment center. Except all you want to be doing is entertainment. So that's why a minister should always, if you forgot you and you've almost left, the person that you're handing over the mic to, sorry, please, I forgot to call Ota call today. Can you help me do that? Don't, don't be rejoicing. 60 million people came, uh, yeah, 60 people came, 70 people came, 1, 2 came, 5,000, oh, the whole cover is, is good. They ate the word of God, Abby. Just guys, we should go out, we should preach and teach, Abby. So they ate the word of God, which is good. Which is good. But you have to understand that sometimes it's like every Sunday crusade. Because before, in the book of Acts, the people that joined the church, you know, when somebody is born again, that's when they are added to the church. Do you, do you understand? But nowadays, uh, when people's parents drag them to church, and some people too, they say a music, they love Christian music. But they are not Christian, they love Christian music. Some say they just like how that man of God used to preach. Some say that man of God is funny. Some say, ah, in fact, the way he used to preach about sin, that's what I like. They are not born again, no. They say he used to be, <laughs> he's, he's, so everybody, so we have every dickanary in the church. Unlike then, that when somebody got born again, that is when they say they are added to the church. But now we have so many people that are not even born again, that are are being counted as part of the physical church on it, because there's no way they can be part of the body of Christ when they are not baptized by the Spirit. Because it's the Spirit that baptizes, when they are baptized into the Spirit, or by the Spirit, that you are baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. So if you are not baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit, then how can you be the part of the church? Because you know the church is not just the church in heaven. You see, the church is not just the church in heaven. You see, we used to sing one song. 
I know there is another fellowship in heaven. I know there is another fellowship in heaven. Do you know there is another fellowship in heaven? The reality is this. All of us, we are united by one God, one spirit. One mediator of the new covenant. Because we read Hebrews 11. You see now, verse chapter 12, you see, here I come to Zion, the city of our living God. He's a one mediator, one God. We are united even by one spirit. The only difference between those ones and us is that they, they've put on, uh, um, they are not in the flesh any longer. You understand me? They've, they, they are now fully in, in the spirit. You see? They have permitted me to the word that they have now been perfected. The way we have been perfected in Christ Jesus, also we have been perfected, but we have not put on immortality. Do you understand me? We are still in this flesh, relating with this environment. So this is that since we are one, united by the Spirit, do you understand me? You see, those ones are now being called the cloud of witnesses, those ones in heaven. But they are family members because <laughs> the scriptures, Ephesians, speaks more about the family of God. So we are families. These are just elder brother. Elder brethren. Yes. We are all brethren. But being that they've been through all we have been through and they've obtained the promise and they are with this and they have obtained the promise and they are in heaven. So we are brethren. But what unites us is that we are all born again by the spirit we are all born of the spirit don't forget except a man be born of water and the spirit so that and according to kai kai means which is so he said that except a man be born of water which is is which is the spirit he cannot see the kingdom and you see, there are many places that describe spirits, the Holy Spirit as water, <laughs> as an you know that picture. The Holy Spirit is not the water; it's a person, you know. But just to explain for that, as the scriptures. So there is no way they can now be part of the body without being regenerated by the Holy Spirit, without becoming a, a new man. Because in Corinthians five seventeen said, "Whoever is in Christ is a new creature." Be all things are past, they will build, all things have become new, and all these new things say they are of God. This flesh and blood can only inherit the kingdom of God. You see? So, a minister must understand his basics, and it should be one of the reasons why you are into ministry. You see, we are still going to come back to evangelism and discipleship. Do you understand me? Because some people say, all right, you got born again, good luck, wow, glory, and they go, you will rejoice. It's good to go away rejoicing. When you come back, you'll be surprised that they will confess you. Say, you say, why is that you're even more worse than I left you at the very beginning? You see, why? Because you have to learn of Christ so that your work is not complete just by doing evangelism. That's why I said the work of a pastor has to do with building up believers, evangelizing to unbelievers, then maturing the believers. So this is this thing should make you passionate about what you are doing. This thing should 
keep you in focus and in check. So as many pressure of ministry comes, ah, we need to pay for light, we need to pay for this one, we need to pay for that one, we need to do this one. Don't ever forget your principal job, your basic primary responsibility. You see, the church in the book of Acts, they understood their primary responsibility. You see, they understood. You see, and don't forget, no matter the persecution and the trials going on, the work of evangelism can always go on. You see, Bible says that they that were scattered abroad went everywhere. What were they doing? Preaching the gospel. They were scattered. Why? Because of persecution arose in the early church. You see, so when somebody starts losing focus, then they stop thinking about ah, can we reach more people for Christ? You understand? No, the era of the faith. I was thinking about you know the 3D board wanted to do and some every room a copy, you know, the online DVD. You see, these are just questions of how can we reach people with the message of the gospel. You see, and that ought to be the focus of every minister. You'll be a pretender when you are not doing it in real life but you want to use audio social media platform to preach the gospel do you understand me like in real life you have a ministry you have a gathering there may be two or three there may be five there may be 15 there may be 20 there may be 30 there may be 100 and in that 100 there is no such ideology as winning the lost but now you want to go on social media doing such things. See that there is, there is no wisdom in that one. So somebody must be driven by the passion of souls. This is the like of John Prayer, the missionary to India. People were so much, they were so much, you know. You know, he was asking God for his soul a day in prayer. And God was giving. After a while, I think it decreases to about three or four every day. He will pray and pray and pray and believe God for souls. And they were missionaries to Indian, missionaries to all these places. India to, you know, some people also came to Nigeria. So many, many countries like that. And you see what drew, you see, so there was a passion that drove them from their country. There was a passion that made them resign their job to become a missionary. It could never have been a passion to make money. Because there was no money in Africa then. <laughs> you see, when they say they want to sow it that time, do you know where they will come and sow? Because some people bring corn. <laughs> you see, an evangelist said, said, when they bring all this, they say they want to come and give, that you have blessed them. He said, you even have more problems. Do you know the problem? Because before you go from that place to your country, everything has spoiled. So the next problem you have is to hire men that would distribute it even among them. <laughs> so somebody has brought you out. Know, we need five people. If you are in luck, come. Because before you carry it from there to your country, everything has wasted. They are perishable because there was no money in Africa. This is what people that paid for that you know, sacrifice to preach the gospel in Africa. They paid a dear price with their blood. Some of them died, some of them were killed, some of them were even attacked by ritual. All these people that are using juju are not cutting power. 
and one of their failures is that they don't understand then you know when it comes to believers authority see they were not into those things they were just into you know sharing rights and preaching you know building schools and preaching the gospel many of them were attacked such ways so many of them were with some of them were killed by mosquito 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 how can mosquito kill a visionary yes it can yeah then there was no as much as and then there was no fast communication but if something is happening to you now wherever you have been sent you can call is it then maybe before your letter get there it's one month is it some of them even at the end of the day they are the ministry that have sent them disconnect from them not because they are rebellious but because they can no longer support the mission they don't have the money to do so they don't have the money to do so but you still see them they still continue look at the lives of david livingstone these are the guys that we should read about you see when you read about these people you understand that you see people are giving up have given up more than you can ever give up for the sake of preaching the gospel there are countries there are states where people are dying are being killed because of the gospel that means there is something about this gospel so your own little corner your own little country in your own little state see the people there as if they what see their life worthwhile see their life worthy that their life should not perish or needs not to perish as somebody has paid for their sins there are many people that have not heard about it you see ours is not to convict them the holy spirit is to convict them but ours is to preach announce and proclaim now i was talking to ibrahim that i told him all right if you say we want to put print error of the faith you will not recollect it abi what of when we start doing billboard and we are chaining it near all this normal um, board that people used to read if you want the one day you go and read one line there if you say you don't want you know that we'll do audio if you say you don't want you want to put video and front you will be going bring the video just compare one day you see radio you'll be listening to uh, you just by the time you tune you just hear give your life <laughs> jesus loves you now are you ready now are you ready and i trust the holy spirit the holy spirit can amplify somebody's voice you can say now nah, are you ready you hear now nah, are you ready 10 times <laughs> you cannot escape it so people as they are checking going up and down as they are teaching mobilizing it's all mobilization towards evangelism that's how a pastor is supposed to be because he say he's an evangelist i don't know where we get that idea from evangelism is never the work of an evangelist except audio 120 were evangelists except audio 70 that just christ sent were evangelists except audio 12 were evangelists of course they were all evangelists then <laughs> Yes, the 70 came back with joy. What did they say? Saying even the devils were subject to us through your name. What do you think? That, that means they were all evangelists, right?
So that means they do evangelism. Either they are evangelists or no evangelists. If I didn't try to read scriptures, only one person that is described as an evangelist. Philip, the evangelist. The other, there is no particular. In Rumble City, there is traveling evangelism. You travel. There is nothing. All these things, they are just theological work, you know, to separate. All we know is that people went abroad preaching. Some people went far as far as India. Some people went Antioch. Some people went Antioch. Some people went out of the twelve disciples who some were killed in another country entirely. Out of the twelve. I think maybe Thomas was killed in India or something. Many of them they went. They didn't ask, are we evangelists? Are we evangelists? There's nothing like that. So those I'm a pastor, I cannot mobilize. Your job is to be do the work of an evangelist and mobilize people for evangelism. Mobilize people. Your work is to do the work of an evangelist as a pastor. And your work is to mobilize people for evangelism. It's one of your work. So, so, someone say, okay, what, what technique do we want to use? Do evangelism. Don't do evangelism. If it's personal evangelism, go. If it's a media evangelism, do. But start from where you can start from. Start from probably personal evangelism. One-on-one meeting people. Then you can use this literature, Herod of the Faith literature. Don't say, hey, give me the latest volume. If you see a volume, now we are on volume 5. If you see a volume, you can take the volume. I go and photocopy the front and back 20. And say, yeah, you take five. Take five. We are going. When you give, explain. Just summarize it. You know, say this, say this one, say that one. If you see that they are saying this message to them, this, you see, that is, that is, to start from this one, we don't have money to go on radio. Who is talking about radio? Just guys say, go for radio evangelism. Just guys say, go for radio evangelism. Those guys said, do the work of um, the, Paul told Timothy, do the work of evangelism, of an evangelist. He told those guys sent out the 70, they said they should go to radio station. So we have now seen the effect of media and the impact on our environment. We have now begun to see that we can reach more people through this media. Do you understand me? Through the media. That's why you see ministers or ministries going on media. Not that because you don't have money to go on media, then you cannot do the work of the ministry. You cannot do the work of preaching and teaching. You cannot disciple people. It's not supposed to be so. So you should permit through every means, every means you can. I notice if it's, there's always a way you can preach. There is a way. So when you get the comments, they say, hey, they, don't, they don't use speaker in this place. You cannot put your speaker in, on like Nigeria and some other. You cannot put your speaker in the midst of the street and be sounding the alarm. Bara, bara. In some countries, you can't do like that. Some countries, you can't even preach on the street without evangelism. Yes. So there are different, different places. No matter the law or the rules and regulation, there is always a way to do evangelism.
they lost, there's always a way. So sometimes it takes wisdom for you to present the gospel. Godly wisdom, of course, not demonic wisdom. It takes godly wisdom to present the gospel. Sometimes it takes praying for people, praying for people, interceding for them. As you are talking to them, you are interceding for them to, to preach the gospel. Sometimes many of them, after months, they will not eat. Don't be discouraged. See? So the work of um, a pastor, you understand? A, a pastor is to be a soul winner. A pastor must first, you know, when I mean a pastor, I don't mean only, you know, people in that pastor. I don't mean people that have flocks over them, either one or two. You understand me? People that, you know, are into, permitting to use the word loosely, into the work of the ministry. People that are, you know, members of the body of Christ. People that are even apostles or whatever, whatever rank it is. Do you understand me? As long as they have one or their leaders, do you understand me? They should be into soul winning. Because I am choir leader, we are not the choir leader too should have a, an outreach to a concert to bring in souls to the kingdom of God. Yes. They say, okay, this week the our choristers are having an outreach, so we are doing evangelism. They are having a concert, we are doing evangelism towards that concert. Yeah. Yes. And they host the concert. In the middle of the concert or whatever, whenever the preacher comes and 15 minutes, 20 minutes, he preaches the gospel. Power. I don't mean we jumping up and down. Power doesn't mean jumping up and down. With the influence of this spirit. And because that's the reason why people have called that, called that kind of thing. And they have been praying towards it. They have been praying towards it. They have been praying for souls because that's the reason why they, are, they, they will help the mission. God is faithful. And you will still see miracle even though it's a music concert. They will see powerful miracles. You see, God can go any length in convincing anyone that Jesus is Lord. <laughs> because He's Lord. You see, God can raise the dead. And God has been raising the dead anyway to show them that see, this Jesus is Lord. He's the Son of God. God can pop the deaf ear open, can do anything. So no one's not saying I'm a music that you're a music that your people in that music ministry must be full of the word, full of the spirit, such that they can evangelize, they can bring people into the kingdom. Sometimes it's not just even about concert alone. Because you say it's only concert, you're an hypocrite. You are you 10, 15? Some some people say they are up to hundred. Some choir groups are on to hundred, one fifty. Yeah, they are up to hundred and one fifty. Be surprised. Some two hundred. Don't be surprised if some churches have up to five hundred choirs. Thirty people singing soprano. Thirty-five people singing um, tenor. Some twenty people singing alto. Hundred. They are just like that. You see. These people will be more useful when all these people can be armed, trained, taught, and sent out. If we won't add more members, I'm telling you, out of those 200 people that are singing, 
When you go for evangelism, let's divide the number to 30%. 30% of 200 is what? Let's even say 30% people. No, let's use 20%. 20% of 200 should be 40. I mean, 40 people go for evangelism. One person, they are going there. Another person is going there. Going there one on one. Because unless you see, you see the need, the passion will not arise. Except you see the need for salvation, the passion will not arise. See? So when they go out there, they will see the need of, you know, they will see, when they hear people talk or ask questions about maybe the gospel or Jesus Christ or somebody, they will now understand that many people, upon though we have been in this environment for a long time, still many people don't even understand our, our salvation. Many people don't even understand the, the triune God, God the Father, God the Son. Some people don't even understand about tongues. And we think we have been here for years. We have not been. Ah. Eh? Let it to show. You see, they start converting the message of the man of God there to music. They will be saying, We love to speak in tongues every day. They will, when I speak in tongues, my spirit pray musical. You see, then is that turning the song? The name of Jesus is higher than all the name. They are preaching. They are so, so, so we are preachers. So we don't know. We talk. We are entertainers. So, so these people don't know about these things. That's it. So when you sit there and say, "Oh, as a pastor, their job, you no know, pastor, not say a pastor is just an organizer. He does not have to ah, only plus busy. Pastor is just an organizer. <laughs> I don't know. Pastor is not just an organizer. I don't know where people get this idea from." Pastor is to feed the flock, is to train people, to teach people. Yes, if I not just pastor alone, the five food ministry or the four and the half, or whatever, people say uh, the number they say they are teacher, pastor, teacher, teacher, apostle, prophet, they are to equip the saints. So a so winning pastor is this person that must be driven. Are you understanding me? By passion for souls. You see, if if Christ, you know, is coming back again, truly, what is your response to it? You see, because believing that Christ is coming back again is good. Even though believing is coming back again cannot save you. It is first understanding is first coming that saves somebody. You understand? And we cannot go and be preaching about second coming to people. When people, those people have not even believed and received the first coming, why it came? See, but if it's true that you believe that it's coming back, then you prepare for his coming. Prepare for his coming is not to wash your salvation, maybe it's intact or not. Except it's with you. I was telling somebody yesterday. I said, hey, if my salvation was with me, I blew, I blew it off the very. First day I got me give my life to Christ. That was the day I lose it. I did do anybody? I didn't do anybody. But I knew that I could have seen that day too. <laughs> so <laughs> I blew it probably. I didn't, I didn't do anything bad. But I know I've missed the mark. Human beings we always miss the mark. So it's not about. It's about okay now. Jesus Christ is coming soon. You know when Jesus Christ comes back again. You see. Then the way we are preaching the gospel, there is no gospel when this world ends. You see, 
the next thing is judgment. That's if they don't even die before that time. You see? So that's if they don't die before that time. See? But what if they die before that time? You see that? So that's why the necessity of preaching the gospel cannot be overemphasized. So the necessity of preaching the gospel cannot be overemphasized. So let's go into our teaching today. Now let's go to Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7. Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7. Yes, you can read Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7. How beautiful for the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth forth tidings, that publishes peace, that bringeth forth tidings of good, that publishes salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy God. Now he said, How beautiful upon the mountains. I'm coming. He said, How beautiful upon the mountains at the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that, that said unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Now, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 15 Don't forget an important word peace good tidings Ephesians chapter 6 verse 15 Yeah you can read You see so you see that he's saying similar things, you see. So Paul was actually quoting that scriptures. You see. And from here, you see, he said, I'll be safe upon the mountains at the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that published peace. You see, this is not sounding as a work of some people. You see, he's categorizing as everyone that decide to do these things. Say their their feet are beautiful. You see, or like the way the way we have been taught that oh evangelist, evangelist, evangelist. See, Ephesians six verse fifteen two is not talking about any evangelist anywhere. You see, and your feet short with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, before I explain, before I go on to explain, let's go to Romans chapter ten verse fifteen. Romans chapter ten verse fifteen. I go. I I start from verse. 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14. How then shall they call on him whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe on in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 15. And they sh- and how shall they preach except they be sent? We've been sent by the Lord. Glory to God. As it is written, look at as it is written. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring good bring what glad tidings of good things see so you see that it is it is 
something interesting and it is glad tiding that we are bringing you see it is glad tiding that we are bringing to people now look at what it declared look at the an angel of god came to say something in luke chapter 2 verse 14 it said glory to god in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men if you, if you follow me in my reading in luke chapter 2 um, verse 14 Again, to talk about Jesus, and um, from verse 11, Luke 2 11, for unto you this day in the city of David, the Savior, which is Christ, uh, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you, shall be, ye shall find the babe wrapped in a swaddling cloth lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the hosts praising God and saying, What they say, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, glory to God. In the highest and on earth peace and good will towards them you see you see he said it's peace and good will so the message of you know preaching the gospel is the message of the gospel of peace and as we see throughout the scriptures we see that something that is similar is that they are not categorized under people look at in fact what what was he said how shall they preach except how shall they preach except they be sent? So it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those that preach the gospel of peace and bring gladding of good things. Verse 14. So how can they call upon him whom they've not believe? And how shall they believe on him whom they've not heard? You see. So you see that who the word need or what the word need basically it is is preachers. Preachers of the gospel. There cannot be enough preachers of the gospel. So say, ah, see, there are plenty of preachers. So there are plenty of ministries. So see, there cannot be enough preachers. Why? Because you see, the world is a large world. You see, when you compare the work ratio with the world ratio, then you understand that <laughs> the preachers are few, very, very few. They are very few. And it will start making sense if all the believers become preachers. You see, and that's one of the essence of our the reason why we are seeing what we are seeing. Because if a pastor, if every pastor do their job very well, every member will be a preacher or a minister. He might not be preaching on the pulpit, but when it comes to ministering to people, he is very effective. Now, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 15 said, And your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Yea, Paul by the Spirit is saying, All the weapons and, and armory in the arsenal of every believer. You see, so he's saying some weapons in Ephesians. If you, if you take a brief study on Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15, of course. Now, let's go to verse 15. And before then, you see that um, Apostle Paul was talking about um, putting on the whole armor of God. Right, he said, put on the whole armor of God. Yeah, you see that he was not talking to um, some sect of people. Right, he was not talking to sect of people. He was talking and addressing believers. So Paul, Apostle Paul, by the Spirit of God, here was saying that all these weapons and the and armory are in the arsenal of every believer. So every believer has a shield of faith. If you take up the shield of faith, you have it. If you put it down. <laughs> Does not mean you don't have it, but you are not using it. You see, so if you take it up, take the element of salvation, say praying always, 
with prayers and supplication in the spirit and watching the other two. He said, and he moved, he moved when he came to verse 15. He talked about, and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. He's talking about every believer. So every one of us have these weapons and we are to use them to fight the good fight of faith. So we are to use them to fight the good fight. Uh, is it because our weapons or our fight we do not live after the flesh to walk after the flesh we do not live in the flesh to walk after the flesh our work is of the spirit are you understanding me so all these weapons we are to use them to fight the good fight of faith the good fight we are to use them to fight the good fight a good fight is the fight of faith it's not argument and carnal weapons they are they said they are looking for Christians to argue with Muslims there I'm going. <laughs> oh, that's not what he sent us to do. He sent us to pull down strongholds and imaginations. Argument, pull down strongholds. He has not sent us to argue about strongholds. See, so Ephesians, if we agree that every believer have the shield of faith, we believe that every believer has the element of salvation, then we ought to believe that every believer is a preacher. And a preacher of what the glad tidings, the gospel of peace, and the good news of Christ. The good news. Now, Jesus is a great example for us all in all things, bearing in mind that He is the man we seek to exemplify, He is the message we seek to live and preach. His gospel and His life is the mandate and the definition of our calling. Is it? There is no calling outside in the body of Christ. There is no calling outside Christ. So Jesus is our greatest example. Matthew 4.23. Somebody can help us with that. Matthew 4.23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogue and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus Christ will say, The kingdom of God is at hand, repent. Now the kingdom of God is here because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. So his kingdom is being established in the heart of men. You see, but let's 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 come back, said and preaching the kingdom the gospel of the kingdom he said gospel good news the good news of the kingdom and healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases among the people you see when Jesus Christ sent out the 70 he told them to do what to heal the sick to cast out devils to cleanse the labor he said freely you have received freely you give so that means that as this pastor a soul winning pastor or a soul winning leader you see, as 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 this drive in him, he must not just he, he, he must release those driving people, but he must not just release those drive. There must be impactation of the spirit of God. There must be there must be you know instruction, impact, impactation towards what is happening. So in other words, they should be trained. For example, Jesus Christ said that they should tarry, they should not go anywhere, but they should tarry in Jerusalem until they be endued with the power from on high. And he said that ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you in Acts 1. He said, and ye shall be witnesses. He made it clear. Witnesses. 
So they were not just to preach, they were to witness. They were to, they were to, they were to see everything that they have seen and heard and witness. They were to reproduce. So you see that the preaching of the gospel is just not just about talking. The gospel is powerful. Talk, if there's any sick, heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. The reason why many leaders know to teach people or pray for them or tell them things is because they are afraid of their position. What if you go open the eyes of your blind now and come back? Won't you put leave me alone and not go and not go and meet them? They should be bringing all the problem to me, only me. Hey, let them bring the problem to me. You see, many people are like that. That's why they have refused to train people. You see, I don't know what will happen to their church when they die. Now, and you see, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Matthew 9, 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And Jesus went about all cities, all the cities, and all and villages, teaching in their synagogue, and preaching the gospel. Can you see that they are used two of them preaching, teaching in their synagogue, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. See, but I tell you, people will not be able to do these things except they are taught how to. Except they are taught, except they are impacted with the power of the Spirit, they cannot do. They can be doing, they can be doing evangelism, but they will not be fruitful. There is no fruitfulness in evangelism without the power of the Spirit. Without the impactation, without the right tool, the right message. The right impartation. You see, you can drive on. We need to get so. We need to get. They will just be doing it in the flesh. They will be doing. They will be carrying out a spiritual exercise in the flesh, and it will profit them almost not. The results will be minimal. You see, but when they are impacted, when they are taught rightly, and they are impacted with the spirit of God, you see, and they are motivated. And they see it in the word of God, they are being taught, they are being inspired to do. And not just by teaching them alone. They see a model of that thing you are teaching them in you. You see, they can conquer anywhere. They can enter anywhere. You see, Jesus Christ, just like we read earlier in Matthew 4:23. Matthew 9:35 now is telling us now that Jesus Christ went about all cities and villages teaching their synagogue and preaching the gospel of the kingdom Luke chapter 9 verse 6 verse 6 yeah Luke yes you can read Luke 9 6 Luke 9 6 Okay, now I'll start from um, verse 1. Then he called his twelve disciples and gave them power and authority over all devils to cure all diseases 
and he sent them where to preach the kingdom of god to preach the kingdom of god jesus christ is a pastor yes you don't know just Christ is a pastor he pastored the 12 pastored one in the 70. what's that teacher he was their pastor yes he was their father <laughs> he was their pastor who oh, was he was the apostle he was everything to them yes it's a prophet it's a prophecy it's a today we are see people are saying ah this was this woman so man shelly and then there will be many jesus now we have jesus i think he had died one time if i would say jesus went to buy slippers so we have different the prophets is the apostle of our icon so he's also a pastor so if that i said is a great model and I should tell people, remember, in everything, Jesus is the standard. Don't ever forget. Remember that Jesus is the standard. Jesus is the standard. So, very interesting that Jesus Christ did not just preach the gospel. What did he do? He sent them to preach the gospel. So this is a soul winning pastor. Hey. And you know, I'm like Jesus Christ in my spirit. But I want to have the attitude, the mentality, the life of Jesus. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I model after his examples. I do not just live in his teachings. I live in his examples. I live in his manner of life. And look at verse 2 said, And he sent them to preach the gospel of God and heal the sick. They were just 12 people who sent it. 12. That's what some people say. Ah, we have, uh, you have, they will not even call this ministry. Uh, they will say, what would they say? say <laughs> how, how is that cell? <laughs> how, is that, how is that cell group? Say, how, how, how is that cell group? When they see some small, small, ah. So this, um, I was your secondary school members. <laughs> your secondary school. <laughs> uh, that is your secondary school fellowship. They are calling a ministry. But this is just 12 people. You see, in our own case, we'll have ridiculed it. But Jesus Christ, he gave them power and authority over devils, over our devils. He had been teaching them. And to cure diseases. You see, and he sent them to preach the gospel of the kingdom and to you. This is a so winning pastor. He was so much, you see, he, he, he was so much concerned about souls. He himself, we saw earlier in uh, Matthew 9:35 and um, Matthew 4:20, that he himself and Jesus went all about all Galilee teaching their synagogue and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and eating all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases among the people. So he himself was doing that thing. Do you get it? You see, so when you see, he saw the the the, the 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 world, you see, he saw that the laborers are few and the harvest is plenteous. So he didn't limit it to himself alone. He also created that drive in people, in his disciples. Say, and he sent them to preach the gospel of God and to heal the sick. So you see that there was something he said. He didn't just say, oh, yeah, go, go and entertain the world. He didn't say, oh, yeah, go. Go and play with the word. He gave them a specific thing to talk about to preach the kingdom of God. 
to preach the kingdom of God, the gospel. And they know specifically the kingdom of God because they've been following about, they know what is talking about. So because they've heard him also talking about the same thing. So they just want to start talking about the kingdom of God that Jesus Christ was talking about and to demonstrate the kingdom by the kingdom power or the kingdom of God's operation by healing the sick. And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staves nor scripts, neither bread nor neither money, neither have to coat. And whatsoever house ye enter into there, abide and dance depart. And whosoever will not receive you, says some people will not receive you. When you go out of that city, shake off the very dust of your feet for a testimony against them. You see, and verse 6, what verse 6 is? Luke 9 6. And they departed and went to the town preaching the gospel and healing everywhere everywhere they went in fact these 12 so much did that verse 7 to us now error the tetrarch head of all that was done by jesus christ by him and he was perplexed because it was said of some that john was risen from the dead <laughs> they hearing about jesus so sometimes when you when you start by teaching focusing on teaching following one person, hearing instruction from that person, teaching, getting built in doctrine, understanding things. You know, some people will be looking at you. That was this one. Why is this one is on this one is too much? Why this one this one down that one? You see, in the future you'll be happy that you never had them. Had their discouragement. So let me let me let me actually read that post for you. You see, Reverend Noika posted that post or posted that stuff. Mm. Okay. I hope I've not deleted now look at what it says. It said they mock you for praying long hours, just focusing on doctrine and soul winning, being stupidly accountable, following woman and not doing your own thing. It's called overdue, slavery, overdrive, extreme. It is the one day you either be glad you ignore them or be sad you listen to them. And he said they said you focus on doctrine and soul winning. So focusing on doctrine and so when see so you see that Jesus Christ himself was into these things so that they went preaching the gospel. Why because Jesus Christ's mind was on so winning. Jesus Christ's mind was on so In fact, the gospel produced power, and many were healed in several in several meetings of Jesus' ministry of preaching and teaching. Jesus said the word quoted in Isaiah chapter four in Isaiah in Luke chapter four verse eighteen. He said, "The spirit of is of the spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor." You see, sometimes this thing can be like a mission statement of Christ. Because everything about Christ's ministry was encapsulated or encapsulated in this place. He said that 
the reason for the anointing upon his life is to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to eat the broken hearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set them that loose, to set at liberty them that are bruised. You see, can you now see? He said something about preach deliverance, preach the gospel to the poor. So you see that it's it's in Christ's ministry, it's a center preaching, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. To preach the gospel to the poor, the good news of what God has done. To preach it to them. You see. So Isaiah described Christ's ministry perfectly. He was anointed to preach the gospel. And you as a pastor, as a leader, as a minister, one of the major reasons, if not the major, that God anointed you is to preach the gospel and teach doctrine to preach the gospel to preach the gospel to preach the gospel so as i described christ's ministry perfectly he was anointed to preach the gospel so the gospel is the power of god unto salvation there is no other way Romans chapter 1 verse 6 said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. So the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. That's the only way we are, can receive the right to become the sons of God. As many that believed him, to them he gave power, ability to become right, privilege, to become the sons of God. See, so Isaiah described Christ's ministry perfectly to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And the gospel of the kingdom is not just the good tidings. It is good tidings, yes, but it is demonstration of power. Demonstration of power. You see, when you understand these things, that's what will drive you to pray. That is it, the gospel is not just our, is it, the disciples shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. Shall speak with new tongues, take up any devils, shall not hold them. Said they shall speak, they shall cast out devils. You see, but the truth is that is everybody saying these signs. Why? You see, because <laughs> many people have not stayed in the place of prayer. They've not stayed. Some people have even barely studied what they want to go and preach. They barely study the word of God. And they are saying this and they are quoting scriptures. It's not by this, it's not by quoting scriptures. They're talking about demonstrations. The balance is quoting scriptures rightly and demonstrating the spirit. That's the balance of uh, of the gospel or preaching or whatever ministry that you are doing. When you preach without demonstration of the spirit, you are wasting your time. You see, but when you when you preach the gospel and demonstrate the power of the kingdom, that's it. You see, so the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The, the gospel is the is the only one that has the ability to save. You see, so the gospel is the only one that has the power to save. I'm coming. So the gospel is the, is the 
the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. See, is the power of God, dunamis, is the strength and the ability, inherent power, power residing in its sin. So there's a there's power residing in the gospel unto salvation for salvation of souls. The power for salvation of souls is not in preaching about money, it's not in preaching about uh, my wife, or in preaching about the amount of cars I have, or the amount of this, or how God is raising, you know, of how plenty mentors I have, or whatever, or mentees, or whatever. But the power, the inherent power, do you understand me, is in the gospel. The power for performing miracles is in the gospel. You see? So the inherent power, power residing in the thing by virtue of its nature. Because the word of God is powerful. The word of God is alive. Is full of power and operative. You see, power here is dunamis. Dunamis. So, so you see that the power is the power of God unto salvation. So the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So there is no other. There is no. There is no other power unto salvation. There is no other way. You see, he said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. You see, so the power is the power of God unto salvation for everyone that believes. So if you believe, there's an inherent power in the gospel when you believe it to cause a salvation in a life. To translate that person from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous light. You know, sometimes some people are not wise. When they go and say, Ah, you are in darkness, so better come and receive light. And say, I'm in darkness. Hey, let me stay in darkness now. <laughs> you see, that's not how to talk. Even though in reality, after they become born again and they begin to study the word of God, they will now see that they were in darkness. But now they are in light. But you you are all in darkness. So, Ah, you see, and people will be looking at us. We are all in darkness. All right, let people stay in darkness now. Thank you, uh, thank you. Preach the gospel of nobody should go out there put that they are in darkness. You see, you bring them out of light. Someone that is in darkness cannot know it's in darkness. So now you even trying to tell them that they are in darkness rather than it's making them come out of darkness is to even offend them because they are spiritually dull. They don't know. Because the darkness they can think you are saying is something so they are dull. Just preach the gospel, that one that has the inherent power and ability in itself. That when they believe the gospel, they can be saved. So those ones, that one has the inherent power and ability in itself to save people. So be wise. Don't just be a soul winning pastor. Be a wise soul winning pastor. Yeah, because somebody can be zealous without knowledge. Somebody can be, you know, very zealous without knowing how to go about things right. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. We have come to understand that there is no other way. It may be tough to accept, but it's the truth. You see why? Because except you want to be Mago Mago, start from Genesis to Malachi. There's even say you do okay, you do want to the New Testament, you don't trust the New Testament. Start studying from Genesis to Malachi. 
you come to only one conclusion that salvation through Christ is the way and is the only way. Because the, from the end to my guy, there is nothing as consistent as salvation that has been preached. If I want to make a story, I was saying to somebody, what makes the Bible inspired is because those the Bible is books, different books across, written in different ages by different prophets and holy men of God as they were moved. The road as they were moved. You see, but what makes it inspired is that there is a common message that went through Daniel, Prophet Moses, um, um, David, um, Prophet David, or King David, and all through like that, you will see. So, is the quality, is the message. So, when they say someone is a higher prophet, a lower prophet, it does not mean that it's higher or lower. What it means that the content of his message, of the actual thing that he's supposed to carry, he captured it very well. <laughs> if I didn't know Isaiah was so accurate that they thought that they wrote it after <laughs> the birth of Jesus Christ. It was accurate about his name, his birth, his place, his ministry. The words he will do, his ministry, his suffering. It was so accurate that if I was on Theology today, they used to argue that Jesus Christ, that Isaiah was probably written after the birth of Jesus Christ. Why is that possible? Why is it because of the essence of his accuracy? It's the essence of his accuracy. So, and if you look at so that's what makes it inspired. It's their content of, you know, it's not their beating around the bush. Go on to this one. See, that's, they are beating around the bush. They are in shadows. So it's the amount of the clarity that they can that they received about the Messiah that is coming. That makes it inspired. So you should understand. So there's no inspiration in reading history. Everybody go and bring one book. And that's what leads many books to error. The one reason why those books cannot be treated as past scriptures because they are not inspired. And there are many books that are forged that are not read. It's a gospel according to Thomas. Gospel according to all these ones. They're just trying to infiltrate Yes, into the scriptures. It's not that it's, it's history. One day we'll see it. I'll teach on how um, the Bible was canonized to one. See, canonization of the scriptures. Only I'll talk about it. So you see, that's how we now have the scriptures. So Christ is the way, is the truth and the life. We have to come, we have come to understanding that no other way it may be tough to accept but it's the truth you can get hold of the heart of the faith the volume one i sp- the, vo- the volume i spoke about noah and the ark oh what's the volume i spoke about noah and the ark that should be either volume is either three or four it's either three or four it should be four it should be four so you can get to speak about noah and then in that noah and the ark i spoke about how god sent only one ark and now that ark is Jesus Christ is a prototype of Christ that's just the ark of our internal salvation. So I I spoke about ark extensively. The church of the apostles was a good model. They were committed not to fundraising alone or feeding the poor. They were committed to the preaching of the gospel of Christ to their world. Someone to understand that as means that you know they've known that at any time you want to raise money, just call them. That's their job. Like, that's their job. I, mean, I don't know if they to share it. I don't know anything about it though. But it's like fundraising. 
call that person. You see, but the church of the apostles, they were good models. They are not just committed. We know the church needs money. See that? But their commitment was not towards that end. Their commitment was towards was not towards raising funds alone or feeding the poor. They were committed to preaching the gospel of Christ to their world. They were committed to maturing the disciples of Christ so much that when persecution arise, they that were scattered about went everywhere to preach the gospel. And even more people were added to the church daily. So there is no way, there is no two ways to church growth except prayer, evangelism. And teaching the word, so there's no, there's no, there are no ways, there are no three ways, there are no sixty ways. There is prayer, there is evangelism, and there is teaching the word. It is as we go out, people will be added. That's what you're saying. It's as you go out, people will be added. Ah, this is this is zero point one. It's as you go out. So your hunger will drive you to prayer. Your hunger will drive you to evangelism. And your desire to see men do the same thing you are doing will drive you to teaching them or to teach them. See, I, I love this phrase. The Church of the Apostles was a good model. They were not committed to fundraising alone or feeding the poor. They were committed to the preaching of the gospel of Christ to their world. They were committed to maturing the disciples of Christ so much that when the persecution arise, they that were scattered about went everywhere to preach the gospel. And even more people were added to the church. There is no three ways or two ways or whatever or more ways added to the church. You know, there is no more, more ways to church growth except prayer, evangelism, and teaching. It is as we go out people will be, that people will be added as we go out that people will be added so there are different ways to go out you can use creative methods to go out but go out is as you step out is that you go out that people will be added if you stay inside no addition if you hold on to your little time no addition if you hold on to your little congregation no addition is as you step out you know sometimes safe Somebody can have three hours meeting that. Okay, three hours. You say, I quickly come, quickly come, they do not want to happen. And somebody special, you quickly teach one hour, two hours, we are finished teaching. They oh yeah, let's go. We are, go. <laughs> we are all going. <laughs> Whatever. You say, ah, say, yes, we are all going. You say, what shall we say? Don't worry, just listen to what I'm saying. I say, yeah, you take, take, take this one. So sometimes they tell me, the first key, to even go and start the music, not to print flyer. Yes, it's a easy business you are doing. You know that you are inviting them for workshop seminar. The first thing is to go out, it's in the street, laboring, preaching, evangelizing, you see, and bringing them in for teaching. I love this phrase. I love this phrase. The Church of the Apostles was a, was a good model. They were committed not to fundraising alone or feeding the poor. They were committed to the preaching of the gospel of Christ to their world. They were committed to maturing the disciples of Christ so much that when persecution arise, 
they that were scattered abroad they said they went everywhere preaching the gospel and more were added to the church there is no two ways to ever to church growth except prayer evangelism is as we go out people will be added act 8 25 act 8 25 and they when they are testified and preached the word of the lord returned to jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the samaritan you see Acts 14 verse 7 Act 14 7 what did you see Act 14 7 and there they preached the gospel okay now in Acts 14 verse 1 so that we understand the story and it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews and so speak that the great multitude both of the Jews and also of the Greek believe have verse 2 but the unbelieving Jews stead of the Gentiles and made their minds evil uh, evil affected against the brethren Orangus people enemies of the gospel verse 3 long time therefore about the speaking boldly in the Lord which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and great signs and wonders to be done by their hands but the multitude of the city was divided and part held with the Jews and part held with the apostles. Verse 5. And, and when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and stone them, they were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and the cities of Lyconium and unto the region that lied abound. Verse 7. What did verse 7 said? And they were and there and there they was they preached the gospel. Yes, that was where Apostle Paul, you know, when he was preaching, you know, perceived the man had feet in verse 10, you know, and said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. See, so I thought that they left one place, so now we are retired, we are now the chief apostles. No, but they also went also where they were to preach the gospel. Acts 14 21. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch. Say, so, and when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again again to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch. See, said they returned. Said they preached. They preached. And when they had they preached the gospel to that city. So what city have you been sent to? Preach the gospel to that city. And I taught many of them. He taught them. They did not just preach again. They taught. And in verse 22 said, confirming the souls of disciples and exhorting them. So they even went to confirm the souls of them. Okay. They went to see how they were beaten. How they, you know. Not that they went to confirm their salvation. They went to see how they, are they still walking in the grace of the Lord? Have they seen this? Or have they have another person come and preach another gospel to them, like the Galatians? So they went to confirm, exhorting them to continue in the faith. And as we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. We didn't say too much money, say through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. That's what verse 22 says. Now, verse 21 now says, They went, they preached, and they taught in the city. So, what city have you been sent to? Receive the grace to stay to preach 
and to teach that city. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Receive the grace to have disciples in that city. Amen. In the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Receive the grace to have disciples in that city. Amen. Receive the grace to have disciples in that city. Amen. In the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, Act 21 said, and they and they went to preach the gospel to that city and taught many. They taught many. They returned again to Lystra and to Iconium. You see. This is lesson. Do you know when you are focused on evangelism, the spirit will sharpen your insight, give you the ability to do more, and signs and wonders will follow you, but not without prayer or seeking the lost. You see, when he said that you should seek the Lord, you cannot seek the lost in your room. You have to go out to seek something. So when you are focused on evangelism, the spirit will sharpen your eye, your insight give you ability to do more yes if you are faithful you'll be able to do more faithful will lead to more will be given unto you if you are faithful with small instruction that god has given you you will receive more ideas you see imagine that when god told philip yeah start i'm going to do this and philip they know sir um, you know i don't know the man before you know we are strangers you know we don't understand you know many of these things that we do today so sometimes the reason why we are not seeing as much as results that we are supposed to see sometimes is because of our own disobedience not that god is not faithful to tell us what to do but many times we, we are not even faithful to act on what god has said to do so do you know that when you are focused on evangelism the spirit will sharpen your insight give you the ability to do more and signs and wonders will follow you but not without prayer or seeking the lost it's not without prayer or no. It's your seeking the lost. You want signs and wonders. You see this sign that followed those that sit in their house, drink coke and drink wine. You'll be surprised all those people that you are seeing on TV. You'll be surprised of the every sacrifices they are making. Some of them, some of them have their mistakes. People have made mistakes over the years. I have made my mistake. People have made their mistake, but you'll be surprised at the heavy sacrifices they are making. Heavy. You see, heavy. Sacrifices of prayer. And sometimes we sit, sit down to pray for eight hours, ten hours. Some people are praying for six hours daily in fastings. Why? Because they say they want to see souls enter into the kingdom of God. They want to, so couple with yeah, and they don't just stop in prayer. Some of them going far, far distance. Some of them checking far. Some of them doing. You see why? Because their desire is to seek the lost, to seek the lost, and to present the gospel to them. Acts sixteen verse ten. And after he had seen the vision immediately, we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly that that assuredly guarding that the Lord has called us for to gather money from them. 
preach. To preach, right? Yes. <laughs> Regarding that, the Lord has called us for to preach the gospel unto them. You know, Apostle Paul had a vision in verse 9. And the vision appeared to Paul in the night. They stood a man in Macedonia and prayed and saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us from our poverty. Is that the interpretation of the vision? Yes, sir. Come over into Macedonia and help us. That's what Apostle Paul said. And verse 10, after he had seen the vision, immediately he endeavored to go into Macedonia. Assuredly, assuredly that the Lord has called them, see, concluding, gathering, that the Lord has called us for to preach the gospel unto them. To preach the gospel. So the minister of the gospel must be committed to preaching the gospel of Christ. We are not ministers of food alone, of administration. We are ministers of Christ. Are you understanding me? So as ministers of Christ, our commitment should be to Christ, to his word. Our commitment should not be to whosoever or to the current economic situation. So that the current economic situation uh, is like a, there's a recession going on. So let's talk about money more now this. Uh, because that's what we want to hear. No, you say be instant in season, out of season. We have to be instant to preach the word, to teach every now and then. So the minister of the gospel must be committed to preaching the gospel of Christ. Everyone will say that the minister of the gospel. Say it after me. The minister of the gospel. The minister of the gospel must be committed, must be committed to preaching the gospel of Christ. Acts twenty twenty four. Let's go to Acts twenty twenty four. Acts twenty twenty four. But none of these things move me. Neither trust I my life. My life there was myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus testify the gospel of the people. So, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself. Look at the commitment of Apostle Paul to preaching of the gospel, and this should be the mind of every minister. So, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I may finish my course with joy and the ministry what ministry which I have received of the Lord to testify the gospel of the grace of God this is the gospel none of us are to preach like Jeremiah woe unto you that's not our message our message is to preach the gospel of God the gospel of reconciliation sometimes nobody can be so enthusiastic and is preaching the wrong gospel He's preaching the wrong gospel, but he's enthusiastic. He said, I'm a soul winner, Pastor. Ah, when I just enter the show, like everybody is crying. Is that what we are seeing? He's not the cry that is measuring uh, the impact of the gospel. He's just preaching the gospel as it is. The gospel in itself has power, itself inherent in power. He has power in itself. Is the power of God unto salvation. He has power in itself unto salvation. He needs no help. The gospel needs no help to drive into the home 
of the year. You see, you must prepare yourself as preachers of the gospel. So the minister of the gospel of Christ must be committed, must be committed towards to preaching the gospel. Apostle Paul said in Acts 24, but none of these things move me. He had challenges, he had trials, he had persecutions, he had things from you know every angle. This one said this, this one said this, someone to kill me, someone to kill him, you know, the perils, you know, you know, issues, issues, danger and hunger in fasting, you know, in perils of my own countrymen, you know, issues plenty. See, plenty of these issues there. In fact, they were they were testifying of bond. In Act 21, 13, 13 Paul answered, What mean you to weep? And to break my heart, for I am not ready, um, uh, for I am ready not to be born alone, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. God did not send him to the Jews, he's going to the Jews by force because he loves the Jews. And he did told him they are going to bound you. He said, ah, for the gospel. He said, Which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of grace. So your commitment should be to the gospel of grace. Please have your seat. Don't don't, don't stand. You are distracting me. You see, so a minister must be committed to the gospel of Christ, to preaching the gospel. But your commitment is to first to Christ Jesus, then secondly to your appointed leaders. You see, I mean, when I see that people are not even faithful to God, I do not expect them to be faithful to the ministry or to be faithful to me as a person, as their leader or as their disciple. And when somebody is not faithful to the word of God, how can he be faithful to you? Yes. And somebody does not honor God, you are shouting, honor me, honor me, honor me. How can he honor you when he does not honor God? Or what use will he be? <laughs> is it even possible for someone to honor a man of God and does not honor God? Then how can he receive from that man, knowing that what that man is trying to, you know, what, what all that that man has has been given to him by God? You see, so where does your commitment lies? That's the question you should answer by yourself. Now, Apostle Paul was committed to preaching the gospel as a minister. You know, he was committed to preaching the gospel, and we see in Romans chapter one verse fifteen. In Romans chapter one verse fifteen what it is he said so as much as in me i'm ready to preach the gospel to do to you that are at rome also so he was ready to preach the gospel at rome also apostle Paul was committed to preaching the gospel as a minister romans 1 verse 15 he said as so as much as in me i'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at rome also he he said he was sent for that purpose yes god what a preacher is saying a pastor is saying a man of god is saying an apostle is saying Said he's ready to preach. Now, First Corinthians chapter one verse seventeen, he said it was. He said it was for that purpose. Imagine, for that purpose. He said for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be of none effect. Yes, he said God has not sent me to baptize, he said but to preach the gospel. Apostle Paul said he was sent for that purpose of preaching the gospel, of winning souls for the kingdom. You see, he said to preach the gospel, he said, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not the wisdom of the of the world, of, of, of words. You see, not corny wisdom, not you know oratory by oratory speech, lest the cross of Christ be made of non-effect. 
Then how can you say your calling is fundraising or talking about money? That's why Abolo is sent for that purpose to preach the gospel. Those guys preach the gospel. Peter preach the gospel. You see all the major examples, in fact, all the examples that we have in the scriptures in the New Testament. Preach the gospel. Told um, Timothy, preach the gospel. Yeah, do the work of an evangelist. Preach the gospel. Teach people. I say, no, my own job in this place is fundraising or talking about money. Mr. Man, you are just a scam. You're a scam. He's calm. He's calm. This is calm. Yes. We know we need money in the church. Thank you. But don't come and tell us that that's your calling. Every calling is centered around about Christ. The gospel is our message. And Christ is the life of that message. See, the gospel is our message and Christ is the center. If you preach the gospel, no gospel without Christ. Well, okay, what is the good news that I'm coming to say? Who has brought about the salvation? What? So the gospel does not even make sense without Christ anyway. Because Christ makes up the gospel. The gospel is our message and Christ is the life of that message. So Christ is the emphasis of that message. When you go and preach the gospel, you are, you are, you are talking about sins. You've mentioned sins, 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 fire like 64 times. I have mentioned Jesus once. I say he's preaching the gospel. What kind of gospel is he preaching? Somebody have mentioned he could, he could death, 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 air fire, air fire, um, Satan, 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 sin, sin, sin. He had mentioned it 64 and 120 times. And he had just mentioned about internal life once. I mentioned about Jesus once. I'm preaching the gospel. I'm a soul winning pastor. I'm a soul winning leader. Yes, Baba, you are scam. You are deceiving yourself. Understand that the gospel is our message and Christ is the life of that gospel. It's, it's, it's what you emphasize that will enter into people's mind. Now, Paul wrote to Timothy, Paul wrote to a beloved son and a pastor in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. Follow me. He wrote to a beloved son and a pastor in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. So when a beloved pastor or a beloved father is always writing about money every time, <laughs> every time, every time, there's nothing about soul winning, evangelism, nothing about uh, how is the flock doing, nothing about okay, what's happening there about the outreaches, how is this one, how is that one, hey, there's a problem. If a, 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 a father is writing to his son in, and a pastor, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. Look at what he said, instructing him. He said, But watch thou in all things. Endure affliction. Do the work of an evangelist. Say, make full proof of thy ministry. Imagine. Says, watch thou in all things. Say, endure affliction. He said, told him to endure. He said, then do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of that ministry. I remember when we just started, I don't know the program we are, we were trying to invite, but nobody came. You remember? I don't know one more, one, one, and I was praying. Oh God. And you prove that you have called me. Prove that you have called me, oh God. You know, I, I think I told you that I was God. And I didn't know you proof that I've called you. So I was praying to God that God should prove 
<laughs> I knew I said it. That God should prove that he has called me. God said, no, you prove I've called you. Is it not strange? What is it tell us that when God called you, just say, oh God of Elijah, if you have called me, let this heaven open. Or let uh, something happen. I say, no, you prove I've called you. So, make full proof of that ministry. You see, get involved in preaching. Get involved in preaching. Getting involved in preaching. Preaching is just get involved in preaching. Yeah. Preaching is just the first leg. We must also teach the glorious gospel. The gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ. Reflecting everything Christ has become to us. See, considering the last message of Christ to his body in Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20, let's consider that one. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you all the way, even unto the end of the world. Amen. You see, it clearly, see Jesus Christ here clearly defined our primary relationship to the world. You know, he clearly defined our primary relationship to the world. So our primary relationship to the world is not to ask them for partnership, to give or to send us money for ministry, or to do something, or to do that, or to do that, or to do business with them. See, he said our primary contact of the world. Say, go ye. Look at this. Considering the last message of Jesus Christ, say, go ye therefore to the world. Say, go ye therefore teach all nations, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It showed us. It showed us. It showed us clearly. It defined our primary relationship to the world. Is to make disciples of them and not to beg them for money. We are to preach. Yes, that is our primary relationship with the world. Our primary relationship with the world is not to make us band and wives out of them. <laughs> that is how to make us band and wife out of them. That's not the primary relationship. The primary relationship to the world is to make disciples of Christ of them out of them and to and not to beg them for money, we are to preach. Mark 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to all creatures. So, with all this, how can you preach a message without an altar call for them to make decision to receive their Lord and their Savior? How can you just fold your arms and say you are doing and say they are doing it? People will get tired of and say. People will get tired of hearing these things and seeing us all the time. No, faith comes by hearing. They must hear until they are convinced and decide for Christ. Then we must press on to make disciples and learners of Christ and His Word out of them. This is the primary force behind Elad of the Faith and Outreach Arm of Seed of Greatness Discipleship Ministry. So, with all these things that we have heard, with all these things that we have heard, how can you preach a message without an altar call for them to make decision to receive their Lord and Savior? What if nobody comes out? You see, but right there, maybe on somebody's seat is making that decision. Maybe as it goes on, the Holy Spirit to press it on in his mind. You see, I'm just a servant. 
doing God's work. So you should just act like that, that you are just a servant doing God's work. A servant, you know, say, I am disgraced. There was nobody came out for um, salvation. Nobody came out for the other. See, that's not, that's nonsense. You are not a servant then. You are not a servant of God then. You see, a servant of God is not ashamed. Just like a businessman, when they want to come and relate a business to you, they're not they're either if you decline, they're not going to say, hey, No, uh, I'm ashamed. I went to this person or a marketer, they're not going to say, Yeah, I'm ashamed um, because nobody buys my product. No, they are going to go to another person. Just guys say, Shake your feet, and they, you know, dust your feet, shake it off as a witness against them. Do you have done your part? As long as you preach without love, because somebody say, I just guys say we should dust our feet off. So I've come to announce to you that just guys Lord do, and you're going to hell if you don't accept. Uh, I'm dusting my feet now. Alright? Do you accept or not? Say, I do not accept. Alright, I'm dusting my feet. Oh, goodbye. See you in hell. There are people, different kind of people. There's one man for this before you understood the love of God. We just go. We stand on the, and preach. Many people come out. And you know, you don't leave them. I'm going with What is it? When you go there, there are kind of people. Don't leave them alone. See you people. Well, it felt like it was public, maybe it's false that you used to start picture or something, or maybe it was an encounter or something. That Okay, by the time you say, bring them as I say, we are ready to receive just We don't work out. <laughs> They have, you, anyhow you you want to do it, do it. I mean, I've done my own part. So that's not how a person is and in a desirous place. Or someone that is in love with God is. You see. So with all this message of have today, how can you preach a message without an attack? Someone say this is a believer's message. Don't be deceived. There are some people, you know, when they ask somebody, I used to think, you know, everybody understands how to become born again. So I asked, but how do you become born again? He said, mm, you know, that time they say, which was pursuing my mommy, and some pastors came to pray. So they prayed for all of us, and they all went. Is that what? He said, yes, now I'm born again. God pastors came to pray for your mommy. <laughs> I don't give to pray for your mommy. You say, now you're born again. Ah. Or when you you know, and I led them to Christ. That's not the way. And I preached about how to become saved. Not that they don't want to get it, but they don't know how. Remember, Pastor Chris was preaching. Say one when he talk about um, preaching, uh, receiving Christ he was preaching. Ah, imagine no, I can never receive Christ. That's ah. why he say ah, Christ care. Say one time. He missed again to preach. He said, if you want to receive forgiveness of your sin, and you want to come outside. Say he came outside. And he said, I said, all of them to lie down. And it was even thing that maybe you should lie down to ask for God, God for whatever. Say, but they brought out king and they started flogging. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Before they got this stone, <laughs> he ran away through the window. He fled <laughs> That's why he said he was never going to give his life to Christ. But he felt that it's by flogging. Because somebody was represented how to become saved. But he just said that that, that is not true. That this house that if you believe, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 today, that shall confess Jesus as your Lord and you believe in your heart, said you are saved. 
say for the for the art of the art what man believe it unto salvation unto salvation but with mouth or man believe unto it but with mouth confession is made known unto salvation Romans chapter 10 verse 9 to 10 let me read it so that we'll be starting about what it is that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and thou shalt that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in the heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believe unto righteousness, and with mouth confession is made known, is made unto salvation. You see. So you believe and you acknowledge. So as far as you know, that's how the man said, All right, he was ready to give his life to Jesus Christ and he got born again. And that man he said he was talking to but the Chris was saying he was talking to him he said are you serious that this person died are you really serious say yes person said, are you serious that he said he loved me or something say yes he loves you he died for the sins of the world say, hey. I know the man says I'm, I'm sorry I'm ready to give my life to Jesus Christ now yeah, the young man, he thought that they were joking or something. <laughs> so he thought they were, he said they were, you know, that sometimes that some people might, you know, so he thought it was, they were joking. Maybe all those people that were seeing it, where he was hearing or whatever, people that have been seeing it, it was joke. So, he said, you cannot assume. You talk, you, you see, you hear that some people don't understand things. You don't be surprised when always say, I'm born again. How did you, ah. you become born again? Ah. My daddy is a Christian and they gave us in the church and I used to go to church every Sunday. That's how I became born again. Ah. I say, ah, my daddy built church. My daddy is the pastor, he built church. So I'm born again. So sometimes it's always very wise. What's do what I call? Just quickly romantically, this is what the Bible says, believe Christ, and just sharp sharp, within 5-10 minutes, you've left that space for that. So at that time, when you see that people are coming to get born again, again, understand that they need teaching. You see, as we came out last week, it's coming out this week, next week is coming out, you just call him and start discipleship with him. This might be going through some issues. So with all this, how can you preach a message without another call? For them to make a decision to receive their Lord and Savior. How can you just fold your arm and say, Alright, they are doing it, other people are doing it. You see, people get out of hearing these things and seeing us all the time. No, faith cometh by hearing the most year until they are convinced and decide for Christ. They will must press on to make them disciples and learners of Christ and his word. This is the primary force behind Herod of the Feet, an outreach arm of Seed of Greatness Discipleship Ministry. That is the mission. Herod of the Feet is one of the preacher. So he's like a preacher's material. And he's also a preacher. No, he's a preacher material, he's also a preacher. The great division of the head of the faith. You will see, you will see, you will see the, the preacher. 
is also the work of a preacher. Yes. Let me let me show you. Why? Because we don't preach what we are not we do we are passionate about the gospel. Now look at the vision of Earth F. Yes, the heart of the faith. You see, let me read it. The vision and the will of God for the world is for all men to be saved. First Timothy 2 verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth? How then can men be saved? This is the most important question. After knowing that it is the will of God to be saved, it is the will of God that all men be saved. This is the question also asked in Romans chapter 10 verse 13 to 15. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. See, it is the will of God for all men to be saved. Now, how will all men be saved? He said, this one said, Romans 10 verse 13 to 15, ask the same, ask the same questions. How shall they hear? How shall they call upon whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they've not heard? And how shall, they, how shall they hear without a preacher? For this reason, the Lord sent his disciples, all of them, to go and make disciples of all nations in Matthew 28, verses 8 to 20. As preachers and teachers, the vision of Christ is for us to first preach the word and then make disciples of all nations. We cannot make disciples of Christ of unsaved people. Abi, <laughs> we, we must catch this vision as believers. We as Christians must see the needful. The most needful is for the gospel to be preached throughout all the nations of the world. The love of God for the dying man should be published throughout the nations because there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved or we can be saved. We must come to the place of a deep understanding that Christ is the only way to the Father. There are other ways to gods or small God, but there is only one way to the Father. We are not judgmental about these people. We are only weighing the words of the greatest man that ever lived in human history, that's Jesus Christ. We must use all scriptural means to get this gospel to the ends of the earth. We must use all means to inspire, support, and encourage ourselves to do the tax. And one of such endeavor is the error of the faith. We use this medium to circulate this gospel all through the world, first through literature, mp3, messages, evangelical videos and outreaches some may be someone may be out there that needs to be touched by the power of the gospel we cross denominations religions and nations to the very heart of the people is it to the very heart of the people you cross religions cross denominations cross nations to the very heart of the people this is the vision of the heart of the faith to penetrate the world with the gospel first through literatures outreaches and all means available. The parent ministry, Seed of Good and Discipleship Ministry, a non-denominational ministry, through our founder, write and prepare these materials with a heart of prayer and burning zeal, prepared under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit 
our pleas is for us to work as a team in distributing this material in your world. We have made available the print version in black and white already, arranged in PDF format. We've made available the internet version via PDF. Just download, read and share. Share the text version. Just read and share. Colored print version. Should you want to print and share in your environment, we are also preparing the MP3 and video format. This can be gotten through our WhatsApp link or our Facebook page. Touch your word through discipleship. As our Facebook page. Touch your word through discipleship. You might not be able to change the whole community yourself. You might not be able to do all alone. But you and us can change the world within a short while for Christ through the gospel, which is the greatest, is with the greatest surprise on your face. How you see how your cooperation will go a long way in creating history tomorrow. Join us in creating history for Christ in our world. Pastor Bodoakin, founder, seed of Greater Discipleship Ministry. So this is the vision of the era of the faith. See that it's interlinked. We are doing, we are preaching. What we are doing what we are preaching so you see the lord has been able to challenge us through this teaching the soul within pastor so the major drive that you should have as a minister the major drive that you should have as a minister is the passion for souls is let it ignite you the elderly the young one even children that reach the stage of accountability that could decide between right and wrong the whatever let it be your passion to preach the gospel when you pray pray for souls you see when you pray pray for nations pray for souls pray for cities pray for people pray for sinners pray for them you see your desire is known also in the place of prayer what you pray for is what you desire you see when you desire something you pray for that thing. so you pray for the souls pray for them pray intercede for them teach them pray go out go all out to evangelize don't sit down as an armchair pastor and say well you know god will increase us in his own time you know see labor 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 god has sent us to labor so you labor day and night labor in in the night praying labor in the day doing evangelism yes or labor day and night in prayer and evangelism. Some people can go to somebody else around nine and see their growth evangelism. I don't know what practical evangelism you can be doing in somebody that nine at nine. Especially ladies. That would be a special evangelism. <laughs> Not a normal evangelism. <laughs> special evangelism. <laughs> you see, and you should not be found in some places anyway at some certain time so that the gospel would not be blamed. So that the gospel will not be blamed. You see, do the right thing at the right time. So you see, your passion should be that souls should come into the kingdom. Are you understanding me? That should be your utmost desire and your utmost passion. That people are saved, people are combated. You see, the youth man, you know, in the heart of the faith, one version I preach, the youth man is not the saved man. I said, run away from people that will present Jesus Christ to you as a prophet and not as a son of God. Why? Because Jesus Christ said more about himself being the son of God than being the prophet. See, by the way, they were calling him prophet. He was saying he's the son of God. 
Yeah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's bow our heads to pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the ministry of the word. Lord, we thank you for how you've brought us thus far in this leaders meeting, in this teaching section. Lord, we thank you for the inspiration of the teaching. Lord, we thank you because these things will be practicable. That we practice them in our life. Lord, that will not just be hearers alone of your word, but will be actors, doers of those words. Lord, thank you because we go, we pray, we stay in the place of prayer. We stay in the place of prayer for souls. We stay, we go, we march to the street for souls and we use all medium for soul winning. Lord, thank you because the ideas to disciple the, 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 the way, Lord, the method, everything that we need, Lord, we thank you because we will receive them from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Lord, all the concepts that you have taught us in your word about evangelism and discipleship, Lord, we will put them to work in Jesus' name. Amen. And we will train our members to walk in the way of the Lord. Thank you, precious Lord Jesus. Thank you for in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen.